never tell him the odds. Yeah, because odds are your movie's going to fucking suck, solo boy. My name's Andy. With me, as always, odds are this reply is going to suck. I'm going to be on my (laughs) ship in my quarters waiting for you to bring me my share, and then I never want to mull you again. (laughs) I was not wrong. With us as well, odds are his mouth is going to suck. Brayden. Uh, don't count your parsecs before they hatch. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers are useless to dead children. Okay. This is, uh, this is what I see on the colony uh, theater, on the, the marquee where you put, put movie, what movies are playing. But instead of putting the movies, they made this, this amazing social commentary statement Thoughts and prayers are useless to dead children. Are you sure that's just not the name of a movie? <laughs> I'm sure. They're, they were proud. Which movie theater was... No, <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about this? Thoughts and prayers are useless to dead everybody. Because <laughs> they're dead. I mean, I think it's just a useless statement in general. I agree with what they're saying. I, I, I don't maybe have as much vitriol to write an article about it as they <laughs> <laughs> I think what it's going to do is it's going to motivate all of these uh, s- these slacker people posting on their Facebook to actually take action. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this going to motivate? <laughs> Great statement, ba- idiots. Yeah, it's going to motivate all the baby boomer politicians. Yeah, to- yeah. They're, oh, man, it said it on the colony marquee. This is amazing. <laughs> it's not just circle jerking for internet people who love that. That's not what this is. This is really going to make a difference. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, they, I do think that people writing thoughts and prayers, uh, I don't think they actually care. I think that's just their way of... Uh, uh, trying to bring attention to themselves when there's some kind of tragedy or whatever, whatever the fuck happened. I don't know. It I'm doesn't a- bother me, but it's definitely uh, a completely uh, empty gesture. That's the word I'm looking for. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure those kids get paid from those likes, those, those big-bellied African malnourished kids. They're getting something <laughs> from those likes. I do think uh, there was that... That fucking comedian guy, Anthony Jeselnik, I think his name is. He actually had like a comedy stand-up routine called Thoughts and his Prayers. His name is Jeselnik. That's it's his last name. That is a yeah, it's a weird one. That is quite. That is. It quite almost th- sounds like a racial slur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's not that great, but he's one of those comedians that's like super. I'm doing the finger quotes, uh, edgy and just constantly saying uh, offensive sort of stuff. Um, and in one of his stand-ups, he said something I completely agree with, which is that uh, when he makes an offensive joke, and I think the one that he referenced was, uh, it was like right after the Boston bomb, the marathon bombing, and he said something like, uh, he tweeted something like, some lines are, are not meant to be crossed. Like the day, <laughs> the day of it happened. Which awesome. is pretty funny. And, That's uh, a great joke. People got super upset and blah, blah, blah. But he said he thinks, when he makes a joke like that, it's not... It's not really at behest of the victims because victims, like, they're, they don't have time to read that sort of shit. They're dead. They well, don't, they definitely don't I'm talking have time. About, I, I mean, I think <laughs> more so like families. Oh, of the right. Victims. Uh, 
because, you know, they got more serious things to think of. It's for the people who write shit like my thoughts and prayers because they see that and they're, they're just, oh, 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 just like <laughs> so shocked about something, about something that, mm -hmm. that they don't actually even really care about. So, it was just an opportunity for them to say, oh, my thoughts and prayers. Do, do you think that, it's, it. that they're upset because it's taking away their ability to, to be sympathetic and be seen as sympathetic? Because no, you're just kind of making a mockery of the of this ho horrific event, and and or, or or is it more of the virtue signaling to be upset that somebody is saying a crass joke? Well, right? I so think it's, it's, another it's, layer. it's them not realizing that those jokes aren't really meant to be a jab at the people who are are victims or family of the victims. Like it's almost just, all it dark is, humor. It is just to it is just to upset people who are easily upset that weren't really affected by this thing. I mean, like to say, oh, you, how how could you possibly <laughs> say that to these victims? It, it's to upset more. It's to upset the people that are that are being defensive about it more than the the actual victims themselves. It, isn't that every type of dark humor basically? Like like yeah, so. when it when it comes to uh, whatever your rape jokes or your dead baby jokes or <laughs> you know you're making you're making Classic. fun of somebody who's had some hor horrific thing happen, isn't the joke that what you're saying is so terrible? Yeah, I've I've always thought anytime I've I've, I've made a joke or status whatever like that, it's more just yeah, it's funny if if it is funny, it's funny because. It's it's so offensive to say something like that. Not necessarily something like, oh, ha ha, that's right, that person did get raped or something. <laughs> it's, like, oh. it's not funny because of the victim. It's funny because that's such an like inappropriate. Right? Isn't there is the there, level of inappropriateness that's funny? Isn't there a pretty the explicit acknowledgement at that point that that you're saying that yes, this is bad? Like, aren't you acknowledging mm -hmm. that this is bad and inappropriate by saying that and showing? Uh, that you have the same way of thinking it's as everyone funny. else. It's just funny to me that when people see a statement like that and then get super upset that they don't realize that you're just completely buying into what the person was trying to do in the first place. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it drives me nuts when, when people are, are super upset about a dark joke and, and, and it's like, yeah, that's the joke, you idiot. Like that's, that, The <laughs> fact that yeah. you are offended is, proves that it's funny. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I don't know. Just, it, it's just... There's something about someone being really upset about something that that they could just not read. Well, it's I just very funny. I think I think what drives me nuts about it is that the person looks at you as if as if you're this crazy person, and it's like, I I see it the same way you do. I just can find the humor in, in yeah. that it's a terrible thing to say. Like like you're looking at me as if I thought that was an appropriate thing to say. Yeah. No, it's it's per <laughs> it's in a <laughs> I can't even express it. It drives yeah, me. I so know what you mean. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, I was thinking about what we were talking last week uh, with uh, the pizza delivery job that I that I got fired from. All that right cheese fluffing, right, rightfully fired from. <laughs> that I wrongfully got fired from. Uh, and I was thinking, there won't even be pizza drivers in like five years. Oh, here we go. It's just it's just going to be autonomous cars driving everybody, driving the pizza around. They're just going to plop that pizza right in. In five years or 500 years? Like, five, I think no more than 10 years, for sure. Do you honestly think that most vehicles are going to be replaced uh, with the uh, self-driving cars in, that's in for five to 10 years? That's for, well, it's 2018 right now, right? So, yeah, by 2028, I absolutely, I think that 
75% of cars being sold in 2028 are going to be autonomous cars. Dude, there's still people like driving around cars from like the 70s still. Just yeah, like old, you're insane. Old I'm driving still. cars from the 70s. I'm, I said... No, in, you're not. Yeah, yeah, we got... Not regularly. That's not your... Anyway. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that's not my um, daily driver, but you know... Uh, yeah, you can't but daily drive a classic car, you. Idiot. I'm not talking about a classic car. I'm talking about like some shitty rundown oh. sedan because that's all they can afford. And you think they're going to be buying like a forty thousand dollar Google car or something? No, I'm saying I said seventy five percent of new vehicles by twenty twenty eight that are being sold, I think, are going to be autonomous. Like I think it, I think it's going to be more hundred percent autonomous. Not like that's a feature in your car. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a self driving car that you don't have to touch. And you just tell it where to go, and it you know rents itself out. To I think it's whatever. a thing that'll happen, but then when you hear statistics like less than half the world has internet still, uh, I think it's way far off to expect that uh, you know we're gonna have self-driving cars and teleportation devices. And I don't think that we're gonna have yeah, teleport. Yeah, that's a great weird. stretch. Just a couple steps away. Yeah, that's all it is. yeah well, everybody's <laughs> gonna be teleporting in a year. It's like, we have self-driving cars today. They're like Walmart yeah, and, and all these huge companies are buying self-driving semi-trucks today. They're buying them. And every week there's like a story of it like running over a family of children or, or something like every single week. Man, these self-driving cars are getting better every day. And then they're also like super <laughs> shitty in the snow and they can't predict for weather. Very, very well. Yeah, that seems to be still. But in California, it doesn't matter. Oh, so we'll just move to a, a shitty desert. Full. An overpopulated state as an, it is. An overpopulated. All but, it, but it gets desert full of like wannabe celebrities <laughs> that are out of their fucking minds. Or, or, or the desert, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it, but it, but that's like a leading. That's a leading place. So you, California does something. Everything else. Seems I believe to follow that what you're talking about is a thing that will happen, but. Uh, the alarmism you have for when it's going to happen, like within five to ten years, I don't think we're anywhere close to that. Dude, it's, there's a $35,000 car that's in production right now. Like, that's a consumer-grade vehicle. You wouldn't buy that if somebody if somebody's like, yeah, I'm going to buy a $35,000 car. Uh, but also... Uh, well, what about this other $35,000 car that you don't ever have to pay but for you're gas just, on? You're just well, taking... Of course I'll take that. You're just taking account... Because uh, it, it gasses itself up? Yeah, how does it... What are you talking about? Is it a self-gas car? Because it's an electric car. It doesn't need gas. I've heard... I, don't, I haven't read much of it, but I've heard electric cars are kind of shitty. Like, I, and I don't know why. I've just heard that they're not, like, up to snuff in some regard. What do you, what do you mean by you that? You don't get that sweet gasoline smell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't get that new car. I honestly don't... I honestly no don't water know. pump leaks. Yeah. <laughs> Like, well, what's crappy about them? I like, honestly, like I said, I don't actually know a ton about they them. Go, they go super something. fast. Like even even whatever a lower whatever the lower model t- Tesla is going to be is like practically a race car. It's so fast. They go. You get like five hundred kilometers or something from a from one charge. <laughs> I don't have strong That's, thoughts on the elect- on the electric aspect of it. Um, okay, but. You're also just taking into account the technological aspect and not actual people's interests. Some people like driving. Mm-hmm. I know that's crazy to you because no, I, I don't. I don't mind driving, but it definitely, if I was going to Vancouver or something, I'd be like, oh yeah, feel free to drive take, for me. It'll take more than five to ten years of really quality uh, self-driving cars for people to trust them. Well, think of because even though I know that I'm sure there's some statistics that they're safer than regular drivers or whatever. Still, there's still a lack of trust when you're in a vehicle, like by yourself, and it's just the computer in control of, of the decision making process, in like busy, like highway traffic or whatever. Looks I like you've seen be, iRobot recently. I think it'll be a long time. I think it'll be a long time before people have enough faith on it, that, enough faith in it that it'll become super regular. I know that I know that some people have enough faith in it to own it as it is. 
and then they end up in a headline of somebody who got in a horrific car crash in, a, in one of these self-driving cars. But <laughs> is the, are the majority of people going to be uh, okay, like trusted enough as, that it's going to take over all cars? As soon as the statistics are in that they're 10 times safer, and they're not 10 times safer yet, I think they're two times safer. As soon as that's in, it's like, I mean, think about texting and driving. That's illegal. Because, oh, well, people keep dying. Oh, well, I mean, soon it's going to be pretty illegal just to drive a car because you're going to be killing 10 times as many people. It's gonna, they're going to see it as, as the same sort of thing. I don't... I. As soon as the they're like, the, these cars are the, 10 times safer than all the others, then the, they're like, oh, well, I the mean... The optimist in me would hope that people won't stand for a government that tells them they're not allowed to drive anymore. Uh, the pessimist in me says that I, yeah, that might be a horribly bleak dystopian <laughs> your painting that we're in where the government says you're not allowed to drive anymore and you can only get into these cars that drive for you that probably they have complete control over. Well, okay, I think it's going to happen a few ways as far as persuading people. <laughs> Insurance is going to be super cheap on electric cars, but they're gonna, it's going to be super expensive and on gas cars. you think this is all going to happen in five years? I'm not even refuting a I, lot I said, of what I you're said saying. I said 2028. I think that it's going to really chug ahead in the next five years, and I think in 10 years it's going to be the norm. I don't think so. I also think you... No. You see North America as like a nor. I mean, maybe you're just talking about North America. I am. De I, I live here. I'm not talking. Oh, okay. Whatever. We're talking about Iraq or something. Listen here. These African villages are not going to have that in five years. Like, like I'm not making making that um, argument. Yeah, I just I don't see the technology as near there yet to the point where it's going to be regularly replaced everyone's vehicle. That everyone in the next five to ten years. Uh, is going to want to spend 40000 on a vehicle when I think most people just buy used. Mo that's not true in the States, man. I, yeah, yeah I you're, you're, you're talking about down here, up here, but if you go down to the States, everybody, even the poor people, drive new cars. Like you I go don't down, know that that's true. That you go to somewhere like, like you're just I mean, saying. it depends. It's a big country, right? But the, a lot of the places that I've gone, especially like Arizona <clears throat> and uh, California, I've seen a lot of people driving new cars and they shouldn't be. What what neighborhoods in Arizona are you visiting? You're heading, you're over in the slums in Arizona. There's no slums in Arizona. He's going to see his sister in Scottsdale. How, how's there going to be? Yeah. How's there going to be slums in Arizona? That's like not even existed very long. I, I, Arizona um, hasn't existed. Yeah, pe people have only really lived there as long as we've had air conditioning because it's uninhabitable if you don't have air conditioning. Well, Native Americans are so there. It's sure, they're living in tents. That's the last people until we had air conditioning to live in Arizona. So, so everything so is are new. You, are you talking about a, a, a state that uh, has a lot of uh, people making a lot of money? No, they're, everybody's poor. It's the states. It's practically a third world country at this point. What's their minimum wage? Four dollars an hour? Well, it varies from. Place yeah, I was going to say. I imagine um, state to state. I mean, I'm yeah. hyperbolizing, of course. Okay, so here's why this won't happen because the, the government w makes way too much money off people having driver's licenses, having to renew them. <laughs> and and speaking like, of Mr. Uh, driver's license over here, yeah, issuing people so, their driver's no, licenses. No, what I'm saying is like that's a ton of revenue that the government loses because if you don't have a license to have a car, if it's just a car driving for you, right? It's just a machine doing it. So you don't have to have any well, sort of so here's credential or anything to operate that, I would think. Here's the question. How much money does the government make on, on licenses versus all the dying people that they have to do all these costly surgeries on from these horrific car accidents happening every day, every second? Like how many car accidents do we have in a year? Like 50,000 or something like that? 
I have no. I have literally uh, no you're, idea. You're just throwing out know. a question. I'm literally you're throwing out a rhetorical memory. question, like it's, it's probably arguing your point, but you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I see your point, but I don't know. Like it's not the government who's paying. Like, because the the like in Canada, for instance, the the driver's licenses are done provincially, right? So. Um, the accident, I don't know what the accident figures would be. I guess healthcare is provincial Wait, too, so how, I don't know. How is insurance even going to work if you have a self-driving car? It's like if the car made the mistake, gonna, shouldn't, it's it, gonna, shouldn't it be the company that's just getting sued under, like, just Yeah, dude, so if you don't have to table, even pay like, for your own car insurance, like, are you going to buy a car that you got to pay, I don't know, two grand a year to pay for insurance? Or, I like, that's an investment. After 10 years, even, you've gotten 10 grand savings. Even if the technology was or all wait, there, which I don't think 20? it is, uh, I think the logistics of getting this working is going to bump mm-hmm. it back way way further than five to ten years. Yeah, All the car companies already have full electric cars slated by 2023 and some sooner. We don't even have an example of like a small city that that this has already been implemented and is working beautifully. Like you're making it sound like like everyone's just going to adopt it all at once sort of thing. But there's no, we don't, today we don't have any example of a small city or or state, whatever, implementing this. I mean, three years ago, no one was even talking about self-driving cars. I think they were. <laughs> I don't think so. And before that, it was all like, there's always like this either techno alarmism or techno optimism of like people. Like, for the longest time, people thought like flying cars were going to be a regular thing or sidewalks that are also. Uh, like escalators, sort of thing, so you didn't yeah. have to walk. Like that was a thing that people. Think. Awesome. Well, that's a ridiculous idea. Like, what are the maintenance on all these escalators? It's like, escalators don't get cheaper with all. He's this just tech. making a point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Stupid point. <laughs> yeah, it's, and then there's like all like these like weird back road areas that people live in, like that that doesn't even show up on Google Maps yet because there's like how's it gonna how's it well, gonna how are they not show up on Google Maps? It's like a satellite. I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't. Dude, there's a lot of places. There's a lot that of places don't. that don't. I deal with people that live in the boonies at my work, and they'll we'll have to, Oh yeah, let me just double check your address, and you Google it, and like. Oh, you the can't. address just isn't in Google Maps. You but they have the satellite imagery of it. I don't know. But even if you look at like the basics, like if you're looking up directions for a place, like even even here in our bum little town, which is you know not not so little that it shouldn't appear on Google Maps, like there are some side roads that don't show up on it. That's true. Like if you're if you're looking up the directions and you're looking at I'm not talking about the satellite image I'm talking about just like the the graph line map of of streets like some streets just don't show up. Well, in ten years, Andy. Well, they don't need it. They'll uh, have that. They'll have it all. Um, how do you like people street race, drag race? You can't do that in an electric car. And like, do you think NASCAR is just going to be? Why can't you do that in an electric car? They have unlimited torque. All the torque no. What I mean, available right away. If the robot's driving you, the car's driving you. There's not oh, going to let you do, do something. An autonomous car. It's not going to let you do that in something un, like it won't let you do something unsafe. You know what? I think I don't this, know. It just I, seems dumb. I think what this really is like anyone who doesn't have a more service or labor based job. I think it's just they just say shit like this as their way of. Uh, looking down upon people who have normal jobs like your job isn't even going to exist in five years not like me and my creative web designer facebook thing that you do whatever it is it makes me so happy to be saying that but (laughs) i love saying it i love the idea that all these useless jobs are going to be just thrown out 
but it's the not. greatest. I mean, they, I mean, like in like this Jetsons era future five five hundred years from now, maybe, but yeah. it'll be a long time. It's, it's 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 the best thing that I can think of. I mean, I, I think I've I've already brought up examples of of, of when I run into a corporation and ninety percent of their staff and like a robot could do all of this work. A computer program available today, licensed for fifty nine ninety nine a month, could do all of your jobs for you, and uh, it's. It makes me so happy. I don't know also why. Also, that you think a society is going to be able to move forward with like everyone's jobs are just suddenly replaced by robots, and then somehow we're still able to uh, keep that economy I running, mean, that's even why though you need everyone sort of is, like, you know, ever or not everyone who doesn't have a job making creative apps or whatever is dirt poor <laughs> all of a sudden. I yeah, like society, there's all, all I think society would collapse and revert back to a time before Google cars pretty quickly. Yep. I mean, you're saying this like it's an argument. Like it's like, listen, if you go to war, people are going to have to kill each other, and that and that's just not going. to... Yeah, that's how it works. It's bad. It's not good for some people. It's like I'm saying, that, I'm that's, saying, that's, that's I'm a saying, true bleak future. I'm saying that, that you're this. I'm saying that this wouldn't last. How wouldn't it last? Well, you're, you're talking about how, like, everyone's going to be, like, out of a job or whatever. Well, they have to get educated jobs and actually provide valuable skills instead of non-skill nothing. But I've heard you talk about this shit before, and you think basically every job that's not an artist... Uh, Pretty much is what no, it says. No, like, yeah. any, anything I've that has... I've heard you say shit like this Like, before. basically, any job where you don't have to use your mind to create things is probably... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that it's all going to be replaced, but anything that's re- repetitive, most- a robot can do. If, if, it's, if it's simple math, robots can do it, and they can do it way faster than you. Uh, it's like there are, there are certain strategic things that uh, it's better for a human mind to, to do, and that's what humans every, should be every, doing. Every job, any kind of repair or labor, pretty much every job has some kind of level of, of decision-making, some kind of level yeah. of critical thinking where something... And intuition, something, too, right? Yeah, something doesn't yeah. quite work or according to the, the, the system or the plan that's been laid out, and you have to kind of think on your feet sort of thing. Even, even the most menial jobs will have some degree of yeah, that. Yeah, that's a systems manager. It's a more highly educated job, and it's somebody who needs to be able to see the whole puzzle I'm talking about someone, who's, when it t- goes someone who sweeps floors will come across this sort of thing. What do you, what do you mean? I'm like how, what? Somebody sweeping floors? They can't sweep the floor. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about. They'll have a routine of sweeping the floor, which apparently could be replaced by a robot. But then something will come up that will have to require them to to think on their feet. Like, that, that that won't like be there's the, a box in the way, and they need to sweep around it. Like you think a robot can't handle that? Uh, like you, you know, play video games, they're, right? They're, you play sweep, with they're the... sweeping. You're sweeping a bunch of dust, and some water spills on it, and suddenly it's like coagulating the dirt and whatever. So you kind of got to. You got to come up with a little bit of solution. Like you've you've played. Video- I'm just talking <laughs> about an unexpected thing that isn't programmed into the robot, which is you know a regular part of jobs. There's only so many unexpected things that can happen. Like yeah, I don't that's think not that. True. I don't think <laughs> that. <laughs> I don't, that's not true at all. I don't think that. You Infinite. Could, I don't think that you could even list ten unexpected things. Especially service things. stuff, like the amount of like yeah. insane stories you have from anyone who do, who does service stuff. Uh, and and the wacky customers they get or customer requests like there's so much an infinite amount of stupidity coming from. I mean, you can already you can already do that if you go to McDonald's. I mean, they have a robot that you like a little touch screen and you can customize yeah. your order and do everything you want. So I mean, I the perk to having a robot waiter would be that I wouldn't feel guilty about not tipping them. Yeah, but <laughs> I always uh, do feel. Guilty I wouldn't want to deal with a robot because definitely don't tip. I feel like my order I would get messed would, right up. I would like to get to the point where we have a bunch of robot service and we can just verbally. <laughs> Like, See, that would be sweet. Yeah, stupid robot. Get, give me that order right. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't know. Under, that bacon's too cooked. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. There's, Robot, there's a lot of things. Ro- yeah, robots would just like short circuit or be like, uh, I don't, I can't do, that. I don't know. And you'd be like, can I just talk to a human, please? I, I love that's it. like when Is people it- are on, you know, they call for customer support and they're trying to get solve their problem and they're stuck on the phone hitting one and then two and then three and they're like, yeah, I just want to talk to somebody. I just want to talk to someone. Have you ever and had it- you have like a specific thing like like the amount of Xboxes I've, I've had to return where it's like, <laughs> like it's a very specific scenario and like you're talking about specific warranty stuff and you're trying. To, they're trying to get you to do it all through just this automated voice thing, and you're just typing in, but like press one for this, two for this, three for this, whatever. But they don't have what you're looking to talk. But you need to talk to a person at that point. Yeah, I'm and saying. Uh, yeah, th- sure, I mean, that's a it. perfect example of automation at work that's, right there. But that's They've, not working. Mm, that totally sucks. They've eliminated like 70% of their support calls because all the people with the dumb banal issues, they've been able to direct them to some automated thing. Like when I worked, when I worked at the call center. Uh, I'm not saying automation won't happen, but this is like, like it's already happening. You just described a scenario where where I'm you're on the say- phone with an automated system. I'm not system saying and it's it won't make- happen, but you make it seem like the Jetsons is two years from now. Stop That's saying what it I'm won't happen. Against. You're using that technology today. It's not. It won't happen. What are you talking about? I'm using, <laughs> Nobody's I'm using, I'm using flying cars today. Like you the keep Jetsons saying, I'm not and a saying- robot butler. I don't have any of those things. What are you talking about? <laughs> you keep about? saying I'm not saying it won't happen. This thing I'm literally using today or years ago. The, the automated phone system that you're using I is an example of I that. I know it's technology. I'm talking about it regularly replacing society. That's what I'm talking about. You are, I, I've said to you many times here that I'm not denying that I think these things will happen. I'm deni- I'm, I'm laughing at your alarmism that you think it's going to be happening in like a year and a half from now. You're describing... Okay, Okay, so when you are on the phone going through that little menu tree and it's directing you to things, that is an example of someone's job who was replaced with automation. You're literally using something where someone's job was replaced. I'm not saying Millions those of people's things jobs don't happen. have already been replaced. You talked about specifically the Google car thing. I'm not saying that it doesn't ever happen. I know that at some point the horse was replaced by the car. I know that technology moves societies like that. I'm not denying any of yeah, that. Yeah, it happens in layers. I'm denying how quickly you think it's going to happen. Like, but it's happening as we're talk as we're speaking right now. People's jobs are being replaced by automation. Yeah, but how like, how long have we had have we had these stupid uh, like automated tellers? But there's still people who work at the servicing. They haven't been 100 percent replaced. Are, like you, are you're you talking, talking about, about the automated teller or the automated checkout at the automated teller? I, uh, I, okay. I, I love the automated checkouts. I mean, I only um, go to the automated teller to talk to the cute tellers. Like, I, I could have done that on the machine. An automated like, teller? What do you mean? Like, sorry, the non-automated teller. Like, I I mean, the bank teller. I mean, when you, you, you call, yeah. in, call in to have something replaced and they want you to just do it through the dial thing. Yes, it has replaced some people's jobs, but it's, it's been around for so long. And, and, we, and then you still have the option to talk to someone because there's so much stuff that the stupid auto, like automated system can't control for. So it hasn't, even that, that's been around for a long time. Now I'm talking about replacing my Xbox 360 like fucking 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Still, we still have people working those jobs. I mean, less of them, sure. It, yeah, it is less it every is, day. It is slowly but surely kind of inching those people out. But real, man, 10 years it's been. Right. I, I, and that's 10 years since I called, since I've had to deal with it. So I mean, it's been going on for longer than that. Honestly, a lot of that is convention at that point because I think that with the technology we have, we could probably put so many people, so many this customer is, support we people out put of so many, 
put them down. Work. Yeah, I, I, it's like my my whole vision is how many people can we put out of work who have if, if you can be put out of work, your job wasn't worth having in the first place. Like and <laughs> I, I I just view this as as you kind of hoard, like making yourself feel special because you're a consultant or whatever, just a just a useless middleman. <laughs> <laughs> just a useless middleman that requires specific judgment company and, and customer, expertise company that a and robot customer, can't rec- replicate. Company and customer could be talking to each other, but instead they throw you in the middle of it. And that apparently is more. Imp- you're you're so much better than people who actually you know like clean toilets and do like a valuable service for people. Yeah, like yes. what, what's your, your deal? Man. Like you seem to have this. Like you're enjoying this vision you have of people being I unemployed. I think that's the only reason he believes. Like, in people that told vision. me my job's dumb. People don't get my job. Well, <laughs> ten years from now. I mean, I think that where it comes from is that any of the like the really boring jobs I've ever had to do. All the time, I'm just fantasizing, just thinking like, "Oh, I can't wait till like a robot can do this job yeah. because no human should have to do this. No human." And he's should all, be... by the way, he's always talking about like really easy jobs, like delivering plate pizza or fluffing, blowing guys cheese. Or yeah, those jobs are very hard time. for me because they're insanely because, yeah, be, boring. Because you, you can't like you again. This is mentioned this before. The constant stimulation you need, like you can't just be doing something <laughs> mundane. You're, de- for you're a just describing while. that humans, most humans need. To challenge themselves to not feel useless. I'm just growing and learning. I'm describing you like <laughs> if you had to sweep a floor for an hour, you'd be like, oh, I can't, I can't stand this. There's no exciting anime. Sweeping on a it. floor for a, <laughs> <laughs> sweeping a floor for an hour? That sounds terrible. Yeah, it's that's like, a it's super like this long thing. time. To like, be I'm, not saying, for like I'm not saying it, it's wild excitement to me or anything, but uh, like you get so much more agony out of doing just regular work than anyone else. It's, and this is just your way of feeling good about yourself that you have a, a middleman job or whatever the fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you just think about the idea that there are millions and millions of people, possibly billions of people, where all of the work that they're doing Trillions. is basically a waste of time. It's 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 if it's something that a non-human could do for you, it's like well, aren't you supposed to be the superior species? Aren't you supposed to have this sort of intellect so that you can do things that a that a computer can't do? I mean, I don't know. Maybe with uh, some of this super crazy AI, so like Hitler. Maybe we'll be the extinct ones. I don't know. It's, so it's like Hitler wiping out the Jews. You're just wiping out all the workers with well, your I mean, robots. I think, I think, your perfect race coming in and yeah, taking yeah. over. I mean, I think that you're not. You're just supposed to give them some sort of like. I guess universal income is the. The, oh, the Bernie's coming right out here. Here we go. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? When you, I mean, the other thing that I have to admit, too, is that there are a lot of people that just can't do smart jobs. Like, you you interact with some people, and you're like, yeah, this guy, sweeping floors are nothing. That's all That's all this guy's <laughs> going. So you're going to need some sort of welfare program for them, right? Like, it's... Uh, mm. It's like uh, you know, you put put them out of the job of of the sweeping things. But dude, like if you if if you own a company, I mean, I work for a relatively small company, and we try to automate things all the time. It, and so any big company, it's like as soon as <laughs> they're looking see for that, ways to get rid of you constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's why you have to have a job that you can't automate. Um, but uh, but any anybody who's actually sitting there looking at their financial spreadsheets and you know looking at all their wages, they're, they're, oh yeah, so I can uh, fifty thousand dollars for this robot that replaces my forty thousand dollar a year plus benefits and, team of janitorial people. So that's like five people. Oh, that's two hundred grand a year, and I can replace that for fifty grand for one robot. 
about one-time fee plus some maintenance each yet month? Most, yes. Yet most companies aren't doing that right now, or not even like a great amount of Go to the Abbotsford, right the McDonald's now. in Abbotsford, man. Other There's than McDonald's, like, oh, actually, like our one's in example is just this McDonald's thing. Yeah, yeah you it, love McDonald's. But they, still, <laughs> but they still have people who work there. They haven't completely replaced 100% of their staff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's automation gets cheaper over time. So I and mean, they still it's have like if that robot. They still have regular. I'm sure there's a couple McDonald's out there that don't have regular tellers, but so, most of them still have regular tellers. So that scenario I just painted out with the janitorial. I said, okay, well, this robot's fifty grand or whatever. So right now, let's say the robot. Oh, and fucking robots are just nowhere near close enough. Like the maintenance that goes that would go no. into these things, and most of them, like most of, like robots you see at these like tech shows or whatever. Like they just look like the jankiest pieces of shit. They look like they look like what what I would think uh, a disabled, like a, a a robot version of a disabled person would look like. That's what they look like. They You're all just talking about really those Boston funny. Dynamics ones where the like, every, it looks I'm like a weird about mule every that's running. robot I've ever seen. We're like, look, we taught this one to walk up the stairs. It runs on a battery that can only run for ten minutes and is gigantic <laughs> that no one could possibly afford. But it can walk up these stairs like just with its sight and balance and motion sensing thing. Wow, incredible! I'm going to replace all my workers with this thing <laughs> that can barely walk for ten minutes and then has to be plugged in. For for three days to continue yeah, working. You have to hire a guy just to change the batteries. Like, okay. Robotics are nowhere near. If, yeah. no, no, Brayden, you would have a robot that just replaces batteries. <laughs> yeah, you would. Replacing that battery. I mean, you, yeah. The, I mean, even that, even that horrible piece of shit Roomba can drive itself to the battery station and plug itself in. And that is and that's a terrible device. It's a cheap Dude, garbage. And Roomba's fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. They're it's a garbage. It's a terrible device. But okay, so the battery life so you think And a Roomba is the closest thing that we have to like regular robotics that 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 people have in their life. No, it's not. It's not. Oh, okay. In in everyday life, a yeah. Roomba is not an industrial device. No, obviously, it's a I'm, garbage not, I'm not saying Chinese that. Never made the consumer argument. Consumer device. Never made that argument. Yeah. So I mean, if you're so think about those zambonis that people drive around in the school. You used to clean or something. Did you drive the yeah. zambonis? Uh, yeah, one of those floor cleaning. Yeah, machines. yeah, one yeah. of those things. So you can fit easily the same amount of batteries that you can fit in a Tesla, which can go five or 600 kilometers or something on one charge. So we're not talking about 10 minutes. We're talking about, you know, five or 10 hours of charge time. And if we already have the self-driving cars, that would be a very easy job to automate. Okay. So it's, it's <laughs> like, so, but we think about that example the, I used earlier. So if, if the robot's 50 grand and we have to, we have to uh, replace all these workers, but right now it's not 50 grand. It's probably 500 grand or a million bucks. So it's like, there's gonna be a threshold where as soon as it, and it's getting cheaper every year, and as soon as it crosses that, th that threshold where it's cheaper to buy that robot over the next uh, three years than to pay people, it's like, it's gonna be like dominoes, man. Uh, people robot, are gonna replace that real quick. I'm yet to see a robot uh -huh. that would be good enough to replace most people, especially, but you think about especially because most people working a job, they can actually see and think, oh, I could do this thing a little quicker if I did this, or I don't quite need to do this, or if I do this in this order. I'm talking about critical exactly. thinking, Exactly, you're gonna have people, and their job is to do the critical thinking and then program it into the robot and now the robot does it and it keeps running that routine forever and then the person keeps watching the robot and they're like oh we could do it quicker I, I, and they're going to program it in it and that's how the skill is going to shift I couldn't disagree that this may happen at some point but the idea of it happening I would say within our fucking lifetime no, yeah. it's, it's going to be Agreed. like dominoes man uh, do I, dominoes do they, do they have automated work <laughs> 
tracker one. <laughs> Why do you keep, you keep referencing Domino's? Yeah, they have, they have the pizza tracker. That's yeah. basically just replaced their entire staff. I mean, I mean, I a lot think. of the, I think a lot of their ordering is replaced because you just do it online now. So that's that's a perfect example of uh, automation. Some people, I'm willing to bet a lot. Oh, they of still have call centers. Call. I'm sure taking them or whatnot. But as soon as they, as soon as the people get really used to it, because they don't want to lose money by having people who prefer to call. But over time, people again more I, and more I, people get I used to the online I agree with all of thing. this, but uh, I guess we haven't talked about the pizza aspect of this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm willing to bet you think it's going to happen a lot quicker than I think it's going to. Yeah, I think it's going to happen real quick, man. Tomorrow, it's, everything's get. It's... Fire all your pizza employees. They're done. <laughs> <laughs> we got a bunch of Roombas we're going to put in charge that walk like they look like they shit themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're going to they're going to do a great job. And what happens when all the robots go on strike? And then... <laughs> You do seem to think about robots as humanoid, like android walking robots with two yeah, legs and two arms. I know a lot arms. of the stuff you're talking about is just apps and programs or whatever. When yeah, you're talking, or, or when the Zamboni that looks exactly the same, but it just steers itself. When you're talking about like air conditioning repair and you got to get into this like tight spot, you're going to need something that's at least, you know, the size of a human that can get into I am areas. perfectly all right with those skilled air repair, air conditioner, HVAC <laughs> techs having their jobs. And I'm talking about this, the sweeping floor. Let's start with sweeping floors. Uh, let's start with, uh, I don't know, what a, McDonald's, yeah, uh, taking orders. Let's start with these obviously useless jobs. I think with the optimism you have toward uh, automation and robotics and programming or whatever, I think your job could be re replaced too. Oh, yeah, totally. But, uh, but, but you, <laughs> like, you just keep... Probably within, I'd say, six weeks. I, guess, <laughs> happen, I mean... I'm being optimistic. I don't know. It's pretty hard. Because like, it, really, it's, it's very as hard as, to even as soon as someone, people. As soon as someone comes... I, I don't know the logistics of what you do, and I'm sure it'd be way too boring to get into. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure if, whatever, I'm just looking at it from a generic consultant sort of uh, position. Someone makes a program that has like all the various variables that people, various variables, all the variables <laughs> that people would uh, want to have in their company and you kind of check it off and then that gets you know, passed off to the actual yeah, player the, or the customer. I mean, I would prefer to a, that. To a degree, <laughs> you're, like you're, you're looking down on all these janitors, but the optimism that you have toward programming, you talk about it being a domino effect. Like if they're all getting replaced in, you know, six months from now, you're, I'm going to say, a year and a half off. Sure. I mean, I, you're not far off, Mr. Snobby Elitist. I, I don't really have a problem with that because probably half of Bernie my, Sanders is going to cut me a check to sit at home. Probably, probably 50 to 60% of my job is boring stuff where I'm just organizing information. I would love it if something just organized that for me. Until we can just automate psychology. And then what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to be able to do more of the part that actually makes me money. I don't get paid to organize my information. I just have to do it because otherwise you can't deliver what you need to deliver uh, to but your the clients. Way, the, I'm going to talk expertise. to you, but then you know the program will work in the, the programmer will just work in a program that uh, takes care of the next part I, of your job. I, I mean, I definitely then, think then, that that's... Oh, Muller, what did you get here? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely an eventual... <laughs> like that's in, an eventual in possibility. The you expect to happen is just going to be three people with jobs. They're all programmers. In the world. And yeah. the robots just do the rest. I mean, I definitely think there's going to be a giant, a yeah. huge decrease of floor sweepers and a huge increase of programmers because that's literally what's happening oh yeah. madness like stem stem is uh there's got a lot more people in that right now and and uh, a lot less people going to college for sweeping floors what do you know it's not a lucrative career it'll become the wild west there'll be it'll be all tribal people will be having sex with monkeys aids is gonna run <laughs> rampant is that what you want Muller? you want aids 
I Taking mean, over. I could just automate some AIDS cures. Yeah. No, no problem. Just get just, some. Get some. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Do I don't like where this is All going. All this in like seven months from now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get to some. Uh, let's get to some movies. What's your most hated movie this week? Uh, my most hated movie ever of the week. Solo. Solo. How low? Solo. I don't know. <laughs> All right. See ya. This is a Almost an easy movie to summarize. Remember all the things they talked about in the original trilogy about you know references to Han Solo's in the, like, past in the cantina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, the, in, in the about cantina, three sentences. That one scene. Uh, those things happen in the movie. The end. <laughs> the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like all the things you know, he wins the Millennium Falcon in a bet. Something yeah. about a Kessel Run that that, in, that was vaguely referenced and then also vaguely explained in the new movie. And the mine, the salt mines. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did, did they that. say? Did they talk they about the salt it. mines? That's how they went. So, oh. like, we're already no, no, in in the original trilogy. Yeah, they, they talk. Okay, the okay. salt mines. Uh, yeah, I think they v- very okay. vaguely. We're we're yeah. immediately tapping into the 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 main plot. The main well, the main <laughs> main plot and main problem of this movie. I yeah. went I went into this so. movie. This is what I mean because I've had a few people ask me about it. Into uh, solo. Yeah, I went into it thinking you went solo to solo. solo. Like all the previews, whatever, all the. Hype. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, was yeah. air that was air, huge air quotes there. You can hear it in my voice. I have, I have never seen such a lukewarm hype <laughs> towards uh, towards a Star Wars movie in the public. Yeah. Like this is word, this isn't just us. Andy word, barely lifted his fingers off the table to do that. The air word quote. the word hype has has very has never been said with such lackluster. Yeah. But yeah, I went into it thinking <laughs> that this was a movie that didn't need to be made, and then I walked out of the. Th- Movie, the theater after watching it, thinking this was a movie that didn't. <laughs> that definitely made. didn't. You gain nothing from watching it. Yeah. And yeah, it's like talking about the hype I, for a Star Wars movie, like even Rogue One, which I thought the same thing about, didn't mm-hmm. need to be made. And I also thought that coming out of it, uh, you, there was a lot of hype around Rogue One. Nobody seemed excited about uh, Han's the solo movie at all. And do you know why? <laughs> I'm not because sure, they because should have made the excited. Grandma Tarkin movie first. Then everyone yes. would have been excited. Oh, oh I yes. need that Grandma Tarkin movie. <laughs> the biggest Star Wars everyone fan. Everyone wants to know about Grandma Tarkin's past. <laughs> the biggest Star Wars fan I know was just like, yeah, maybe it'll be good, but it's definitely an unnecessary movie. <laughs> like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the from most... a fanboy. Yeah, he, yeah, he's an apologist for Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> we, I know who you're talking about. Coming from him, that's a big deal. Yeah, he loves yeah. the prequels. No, he no, loves, no, no, he no loves he's not the person I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Um, but I went into it, because I went, I went by myself. I didn't join you guys to see it, just because I, I wouldn't have had time to join that day, and there was no other day I could see it, so I, I, I went into the movie by myself. I have never watched a movie so passively mm. that I did this this sitting in the th- like I was sitting there during like the previews just thinking man I have zero interest in the story that I'm about to see. I don't care about one aspect of the story I'm about to see. I'm not excited about the action scenes. I don't care about where the story goes cuz I roughly know where the character ends up anyway. This was the most passive I've I've ever watched. It was it was Purely just for this podcast that I watched this movie. I, I know I've, I've said that a bunch about a bunch of other movies, but this was maybe the most where I've like, because sometimes I'll go see a movie like like so for Ready Player One. Like I knew I wasn't going to like that. I knew that was going to be a movie that wouldn't appeal to me, mm-hmm. but it'd be good for me to see it so I could shit on it on our podcast. This was just like, yeah, you know, it's a big solo movie. We'll probably get some content in it, but I just I'm watching a movie, right? Yeah, I'm not even really basically. angry that I have to watch it. I'm not 
ramped up to watch something that I know is going to suck and I can mm -hmm. make fun of it super hard. This was just, it's, yeah, it's a movie. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought while watching this. This is a movie, it's all right. Very, the experience like almost mirrored Rogue One. Yeah. Where I was bored, everything felt, everything was bland. I, the characters, I. Who's I the main character in this movie? <laughs> Han Solo. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's just really like, oh, yeah. it's just really, everything's lackluster about it. It's really hard. It, I, it, it's hard to care about anything that was happening in the movie because they didn't give you a reason to. And yeah, I don't know. Muller had to ask me multiple times what was happening, but that's no surprise. Um, I, I, every five minutes, what's this, happening? Why are they? <laughs> we saw this on Tuesday night, and on Thursday at lunch, I had a five minute so where my brain shut off because I, I had a flash and I said, oh yeah, I did see a movie this week. It was really bad. What was that? <laughs> and for five minutes, I was just sitting there at my lunch thinking, Oh, it was Solo. That's what I saw this week. I couldn't even remember that I had seen it less than 36 hours before <laughs> I was yeah. having lunch that day. I've had a similar sort of experience. There's a few people at my work that know me as like a movie guy. I see lots of movies. I'm always talking about movies, whatever. And uh, they'll ask, they ask me, like throughout the week, they've asked me, hey, did you see the, what did you think of the Solo movie? And then I always think the immediate thought that pops in my head was, oh, yeah, I saw that Solo movie. <laughs> your your immediate thought ago. was, oh, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I'm like, oh, yeah, that movie that I saw like two days ago, like a big Star Wars movie yeah. of all things. I could just completely forgot that I saw it. Uh, yeah, and it's crazy. Like a Star Wars movie generally, once it comes out, like, Everyone, you know, you run into is talking about. It'll be the question. It's like, hey, did you see this? Yeah, I saw it in this movie. Was that like, with Rogue One? Were people really people like people? Rogue loved yeah, Rogue but were they talking Rogue about Rogue. it kind of the same way that when an actual Star Wars movie so. comes out? Yeah, I remember yeah. it being roughly the same. Because Episode Eight, different. while people were divided, there was a lot of chat. I remember yeah. a lot of yeah, chat, yeah, 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 but yeah. I don't really remember that for Rogue One. But I remember, was, I remember a lot was. for Rogue One. Certainly, maybe not as much as Episode Seven and Eight, but certainly more than this. This was the most. The least response I've ever seen. Ever. I, the only people and, and the box of bo the box office is reflecting it. It is fucking. Yeah. The only people who've mentioned it to me have specifically been asking me because they figure we'll we'll talk about it <laughs> yeah. on this show. They're like, oh, "Are you watching Solo for the podcast?" <laughs> um, yeah, I've seen so little chatter about it. It's unbelievable. There's. Uh, there was an article that was talking about why it's like, oh, 150 million was the projected on the box office in the weekend, and it was only 105. And some analysts are predicting uh, that it's uh, fatigue from the series, and like they're giving all these ex these explanations yeah. for why it's not a lot. And I was like, how about it just looks bad? No, Do you that's ever not, think that's that not that's enough. why? You're thinking about it too logically because like, <laughs> it Rogue looked terrible. Yeah, but what about Rogue One? It did great, and it was Rogue One was terrible, and it did great, and everyone loved it. Star Wars hype is different from that so it is it is a little hard to predict why this movie is not is not generating any kind of buzz or hype Maybe not people because don't want i want Han solo great. without harrison ford being him i i if i had to guess i think it's it's a combination of things i think it, it is just partly that they just released a star wars movie like six months ago uh, it is that i don't think anybody thought even fans of star wars thought that this needed to be made uh and partly due to the like, we, Two huge blockbusters just came out, like Avengers and Deadpool came out the week, just the weeks leading into it, like two massive box office uh, uh, hits. I, th I think it's an amalgamation of things. And it is hard to pinpoint because I always thought Star Wars would transcend that. It, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting case to see Star Wars become this just, 
Eh, who cares? It's Certain honestly a little sooner than I expected. Yeah. It's I thought that we were going to get five or seven more years before people started getting sick of it. Mm-hmm. And, and what's surprising to me is that the Marvel movies, people are still... 10, 15 years later, everyone's still loving Marvel movies, still talking about yeah, it, the new Avengers. This, this... I thought that that was going to, you know, they've got 40 years worth of start of Marvel movies planned. I go, oh, that's going to peter out in five years. That trend's going to yeah. go away. And it's still going. Star Wars, on the other hand, is like, now it's petering yeah, out. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's lots of similar... There's only one movie. There's still. lots of similar sort of stuff where I think, where my logic tells me, yeah, who would care about this? But then it does really well. Like a Black Panther movie... Uh, I know it had like a whole social movement behind it, basically. Uh-huh. But, but initially hearing about it, I think Black Panther and like I used to watch superhero stuff as a kid, the cartoons. I'm not, I, I hate mm-hmm. it now, but I, I wasn't huge into it. I was never a comic book person, but I, I, I'm familiar with most of the big like comic book names or, or superhero names. Black Panther. Just remember when he Black started who? when he started coming up in one of the Avengers movies, and they were talking about. It, I said, "Who? Who the fuck is Black Panther? Isn't that like that movement in the '70s or something?" Yeah, way, Malcolm X. I, I, I still don't know who he is, and I saw it. But yeah, same with. They all look alike. Same you know? with when Ant Man popped up, and that did have a little bit more of a lukewarm response, but it did still make a fuck ton of money. Uh, I hear about that. I'm like, Ooh, who's Who's clamoring for an Ant-Man movie? So all these things Which that... Which was surprisingly good. <laughs> uh, all of these things that I think logically will uh, make for a dud of a movie, they ended up being successful. So when I hear about the Han Solo movie, and in my mind, I'm thinking, who cares? But then I also start... Now I'm, now I'm at this point where I'm starting to think, well, you know, the big Star Wars fanboys, they'll come out in droves for this shit. And they didn't for this one. So it's... it's it's transcending the, the formula of response that I would have expected from this movie. We should talk about the main actor in this movie. I, what's, the, what's the character's name he plays? Uh, Edwin. Uh, talk about the actor? <laughs> no, not the actor's name, the character. Han Solo? Oh, uh, yes, the guy who plays Han Solo. Uh-huh. Uh, after The guy from this Hail Caesar. <laughs> segment. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, we, we got our dating advice segment. It was a real smash hit last week. It was. So uh, Lots we're gonna... of people hooking up after that episode. Ow! And, join, heard... and joining ISIS. I had seven, yeah. pr- seven proposals uh, that were attributed to our show. Oh, great. Um, people writing in, you know, yeah, my girlfriend's been cheating on me, but we decided to have a kid and get married to save the relationship after listening to your show. So oh, good. Uh, we're doing some good in the world and <laughs> promoting some monogamy. So uh, this is... Um, Okay, so this is user. This so uh, I sent in a. I've got a profile here that uh, a woman's asking for us to improve for us, uh-huh. uh, similar to last week's. So uh, her username is Bumpy with two Y's, and uh, her headline. So this is a dating profile. This is a dating profile. This so is, is her, not someone asking us for advice so on a is situation. Her first name Bumpy. No, it's it's her username. <laughs> well, I, I don't on dating profiles you use your name, don't you? You don't use like I don't know. You don't use like Hello Kitty week, fan Pixie 13 or something. Yeah. 95 or something like Bumpy. that. Okay, so she's she's chubby, I bet. All right, so what's Bumpy have for us? Okay, so uh free spirit, let's have fun. There's okay. a smiley face. Mm, pretty uh, generic. Uh yeah, actively seeking a relationship. Don't all chicks just consider themselves a free spirit? <laughs> 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 Not how every woman would describe themselves. So we themselves. got uh, too generic here, so uh, you got to think about that. Okay, so I'll get to the about here. Goofy, dark-humored chick seeks oh. equal or better. Anyone, 
Anyone who says they're into dark humor is never into dark <laughs> no. humor. Especially if they're putting it in a profile to describe themselves. The second you say anything like what I just said about all women calling themselves a free spirit, <laughs> they'll like, oh, oh, and that's not even dark, but that's just like mildly offensive, I guess. It's, you know, I'm, right. <laughs> I'm generalizing an entire group, 50% of the planet. So. <laughs> No, that's not funny, man. Like, yeah. You gotta say something. Uh, that, that's what I think. As soon as I see uh, someone who says they're in a dark humor, you're definitely. If you if you're, you're telling not. people you are, you aren't. But you want people to think that you are. What do you want? Like if somebody describes themselves as really dark, like you're just into piercings. <laughs> like what? You know? Like what are you? I don't know. I think that's their. What, way. what do they actually turn out being? On if if it, that's self described I, I I don't I don't think it it'll point you in the direction of any trait necessarily. I think that's just their way of kind of differentiating themselves. Oh, uh, wanting from, to seem different. Yeah, wanting to seem like oh, I'm not this. Pre you know, I, all these pe people are so easily offended these days. I'm I'm definitely. Maybe not, she should have stopped. Maybe she shouldn't have put free spirit. Let's have fun as the most generic headline ever. If she wanted to differentiate herself, <laughs> so uh, bumpy. That's our first piece of advice. Put oh, here's the advice. Well, put, the first piece of advice is to change your name because bumpy is a crap. You <laughs> sound like like one of Chewbacca's kids or something. <laughs> put. Uh, <laughs> Put goofy, dark-humored chick seeks equal or better in the, as the headline, and then you'll really differentiate yourself. Or as your username. <laughs> Weird username. <laughs> goofy, dark-humored chick seeks equal or better. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, the best years in life are ahead of us. I want to spend them with someone fun, especially someone I can laugh and adventure with. I'm into funny and chill people. Uh, that's PPL. Uh, <laughs> smart That's important to people. know, though. Uh, adventurous and athletic. Uh, younger guys are all good. Uh, oh. Pro-feminists. This just sounds like a person who doesn't really want anything in life. They're just describing like every ideal. It's like, yeah, I, I like people that are funny. Thanks, idiot. <laughs> I think most people do. Like, do you, I like people who are... Right, this isn't your profile to describe who you are. You like people that are funny? I like people... Of course you do. I like people who are positive and have a lot of money and are attractive to me yes. and have good genes and just are white. Just all these objectively good things. I They're just listing really truths. like people that are likable. <laughs> it's just like, okay. I'm glad you uh, wrote that down. So into uh, pro-feminists, pro-female-led relationships. What? What, what, is that? what does that mean? So she wears the pants. She you got to take her name. She, uh, what does that mean, a female? Or you can hyphenate, but you got to put her name in front of you. It says pro-female. The hyphenated is the pro-female, pro-female-led relationships. I don't know what that means either. That means the female's the dominant one. So she, it's like she, a she purely BDSM talking thing? about yeah, purely talking about a sexual thing because she didn't mention. Well, it says led relationships. It seems like the whole relationship. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the key. It's not just talking about some weird dom thing. That sounds like you're leading the entire relationship. Followed yeah, immediately I mean. up by hardworking. Uh, so no, I'll get you I, I to like work people for me. that are incredibly lazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kind of like lazy people. Yeah, me too. They're they're often really hilarious. So. Well, well, I you contradicted myself a bit. I there. guess you want a hardworking person, but you just don't want a, someone who's so hardworking that they can't shut off. You don't want. Uh, 
Who's well, let's not get too serious here. Angle. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sergeant Angle. <laughs> you know, for a chick named Bumpy, she has real no personality based on her profile. I like <laughs> things that are good, and I like uh, funny things that are Good-hearted. Funny. She says, uh, good-hearted wants family. So that's, that's not everybody wants a f- whole family, so that's a very I want a good heart. Thing. I got a, my cardiovascular exercise is important to me. Yeah, <laughs> I, want, I want him to have a good... Healthy, strong, yeah. uh, meaty heart. Do you have a history of cardiovascular illness? I'm not interested. <laughs> uh, so not into uh, buzzkills. <laughs> She sh- she should have. She probably typed buzz, buzz not, feed in it. Autocorrect. I'm not into things that upset me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but some maybe some very type A personalities love buzzkills. They want to be around party poopers. I mean, I do find it funny when someone gets. Upset. Yeah, you're a buzzkill. Yeah. You're a huge buzzkill. Yes, I, I do enjoy yeah. buzzkills. Yeah, <laughs> this, this, lady, this isn't generic at all. You're b- killing this lady's buzz right now. <laughs> um, super, not into super short guys. Sorry, I like them tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, not into man. That's, that that's kind of biologically how she sh- would be wired. Not into man buns and long beards. Oh, oh yeah, she really doesn't like Andy here. Uh, because, not of, in, because of my raging man bun. Y- yeah, your long beard. <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm not kidding. Uh, not into bad smelling. Another thing about Andy's. <laughs> <laughs> not into bad I smelling. I really like people who reek like shit. <laughs> uh, bad smelling, the ultimate turnoff. Actually, you know... I can really relate with this chick. I really don't like bad smelling people either. <laughs> yeah. It really bothers me. Um, not into a lack of chivalry. So I want somebody who is chivalry and will yeah. open doors for me, but also is pro feminist and pro female. Yeah, but I want to leave the relationship. Yeah. So I want. I want. <laughs> open like, the door for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like that. Michael Scott is like, what are you looking here for, here, Michael? Well, I'll be honest. I want all the benefits and none of the consequences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's profile is. <laughs> uh, not into controlling because I am very controlling. That's that's but what I she's saying. She's... I'm into controlling, so I don't want someone else who's really controlling. I thought she, she, she said she's not into controlling. I thought she wanted a female-led. Yeah, she's, oh, not, she's into not into controlling a person who's controlling. Yeah, okay. Don't want the man to All be right, controlling. All right, well, you've already established and, that. Uh, and not into bad grammar or spelling. Oh, now I've got to quickly check this whole profile to see if she has any. <laughs> it's, it's is humor spelled with an M-O-U-R or an M-O-R? Um, both are correct. Well, she did say people with a PPL, so yeah, that's, that's bad grammar. You yeah. idiot. You fucked up. Okay, so uh, what and would you what would you rate this profile so far out of ten? What we've read. I mean, it's pretty generic. So far? It's like a five out of ten. You Real. hit all the baselines. I like things. Uh, that that's like a good. three. It's like a three. That's a three. Out of but I gotta see your picture. And then uh, I, might... I imagine with a name oh, like Bumpy that she just. I actually I've can been show just... you. I can show you a picture. Here. I've just She's been not... envisioning like a sack of potatoes. No, 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 no. She's like bumpy, especially a, because she's so man? generic. Uh, yeah, but she's the she's the woman in the picture with the man. Oh, okay. Not the not the man. I can't really the see it. <laughs> that picture well, of a couple. Well, if it's the guy, he gets a couple extra points. Um, if it's the girl, then. So what? So how can how can we help Bumpy out? Do you think? Uh, Wait, what can she do? Well, she started strong. Like you can tell a lot about her personality with a name like Bumpy. Like again, I'm imagining like a wacky cartoon character. Remember what's that? What's that on, on, on Adventure Time? There's that one character, the lumpy, l- space, the lumpy princess. space princess. I'm picturing that when I hear that name. But then immediately the rest of her profile is like, 
I like things that are good, and I don't like things that are bad. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about you other than you have a funny name. <laughs> so bumpy. capitalize on that funny name. Yeah, I you got to capitalize on the bumpy name. So just start saying weird, wacky shit throughout your profile. And yeah. Just be like, oh, you want to go and stand on top of a tree? Uh, <laughs> things like that. Uh, you want to go sunbathe in the Arctic? <laughs> I don't know, weird, wacky, free-spirited stuff. You know, uh, I think I don't know. I think that could really jumping really around. Up. What about you, Braden? What? Uh, how are we gonna help Bumpy out? Uh, what does well, she gotta do? She, yeah, that name's driving me nuts. I keep thinking of <laughs> Bump in the Night. You guys remember that that <laughs> yeah, old kid show? It's a claymation show. Yeah, it's a claymation show. It was sweet. Uh, so <laughs> she, she, if she was wearing a Bump in the Night shirt in her pictures, that'd be kind of cool. Okay, she's not okay. so far. So that's a legitimate so she improvement. Should, that's, that's yeah, she could do that. And, and then she could just talk about all her favorite bump in the night quotes yeah. throughout the profile. I love yeah. this episode. Just theme her entire personality around that, that show from, yeah. our, from our childhood. <laughs> I've, I've never seen yeah. I've never even and heard of it. And she's into chivalry, so maybe like we could take her to um, Medieval Times. Yeah. Sweet restaurant. <laughs> right. So she needs to write down her favorite restaurants. That, <laughs> yeah. that her favorite restaurant is Medieval Times. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have that? Is that a in no? Canada? That's an American. That's I think they're American like in California. Only thing. Have you ever been to something like that? No, I haven't. Ever since I saw the cable guy, though, I've always I wondered. I almost <laughs> went to something like that when I was in Vegas because they have like a Knights of the Round. Table. Oh, okay. Right. I never did. I, I kind of regret not doing that because it sounds like Damn it'd be it kind of fun. Andy, that sounds like a travel story. I can't relate hey, to I, that. I cut off. I cut <laughs> off. I cut it off right there. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Bumpy, you have our answers. I'm going to give that profile a good six out of ten for the bumps. Uh, uh, so let's get on to the dating advice segment. For <laughs> all right. What their problems. So <laughs> I thought that was all of it. Not, no. not profile. We've, we've helped Bumpy with their profile, but now we need to help uh, uh, Big Beef Man 69 uh, with his, <laughs> his advice. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So the, um, I'm a boy, 16. How should I go be about talking to this girl uh, who's also probably 16 at the gym. Um, so uh, I've been going to this gym for a while now, he says. Uh, only recently I've noticed this attractive girl at the gym. I've only recently started to notice her. So, And I, and I find her looking back at me a lot as well. Uh, I do a lot outside of school, so I go to the gym when I can rather than going on specific days each week. This is an important uh, detail. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that she's usually there on Thursday afternoons, but I've yet to find another time when we've both gone. So my question is, how do I begin to talk to her? I don't know her, and I think that she might like me, but, uh, you know, I'm just really nervous. So <laughs> what, do, what do I do? Uh, the key is... Uh, when approaching a woman with any kind, whatever you want to talk about her with, you got to be really angry when you're talking to her. Be like, hey, sweetheart, what do you think of this? Or whatever your stupid pickup <laughs> line is. <laughs> like pointing your finger at her and whatever. You're at a gym. You got to be a little bit aggressive. Right. Oh, yeah. also. That's what she came there for, is for the aggressive men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Dress like a cool 80s gym guy. Yes, lots like of wearing, neon Yeah, colors. like a neon pink uh, like tank top that goes way <laughs> too far down. Yeah. That's what I'm imagining. Uh, what I would... I'm, I'm going to gather from his, his question that he's not doing that. So. No, I don't think so at all. Yeah. He's given all the details. He said so, Thursday afternoons. Be really angry and dress like a cool 80s dude. That's just good advice everywhere. Yeah. 
That's good life advice. What, do I, what, do I, what type of pickup? That's not lines? just for picking up. Any chicks. good gym? Oh, a good. Um, I see that you're uh, picking up those weights. Why don't you come pick up some of my weights? <laughs> They're four I times as heavy as your weights, you. so <laughs> you can tell how strong I am. You got some what? <laughs> I got some weights for you. Let me just point to some weights. <laughs> uh, what he should do is watch her, watch her exercise, and then come up to her after she finishes a, a set of whatever. And then critique her form and tell her how wrong she's doing it because women love, not only do they love being corrected, but they love it when a man comes up to them and tells them how to do something properly. So It's true. I think she'd be into that. So there you go. That's pretty good advice. Um, Yeah, I think the pickup line is the way to do it very aggressively. Angrily, Um, yeah. Also, I know women Not like... Not yelling, but angry. Women like attention to detail, so if you can find any stains on her shirt, uh, you can point them out to her. Shitty gym clothes. Yeah, you, you can point them out, especially under the armpits. That's a real. That's an easy one because she's probably going to be sweating anyways. Uh-huh. So, so you can point that out, and she. I think she'd appreciate. She'll be like, "Man, this. I wonder what this guy's bathroom looks like if he's even pointing out these stains. She's going to know you have a clean bathroom, and women love that. Mm-hmm. I do like a clean bathroom. All them free spirits. I yeah, mean, that- while you're at it, you could start bragging about all your toiletries and your bath. You say, "Listen, baby, I got wet wipes yeah. at home. For uh, I got extra tampons." Or if you're uh, mother, you'll brag about how you sit down to pee, so there's never a mess. Yeah, there's never a mess. Yeah, you can. Uh, you know, I never, never, never pee anywhere or whatever. And I gather because you start telling her all about that <laughs> stuff. That's I a gather because you're a woman her. that you like to sit down to pee. I too like to sit down. <laughs> there you to go. Pee. There's a, your in. Find something <laughs> yeah, in relation. <laughs> Again, just good advice all around because that works on any woman. So. <laughs> They'll all love that. So be angry and and um, uh, aggressive and critical. And shout some and critical and sh- and uh, lots of pickup lines and then brag about your toilet area at home and mm-hmm. just look like a cool ladies dude. That's oh, just yeah. that's just general. That's not dating. Advice. Again, life advice. That's just general advice. Yeah. And therefore, dating advice. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That concludes our dating advice segment here. Um, Han Solo, who's the, who's the actor who plays him? Uh, Hans he's got Gruber. A, he's, got a Alden, he's got a weird name. Aaron Reich. The, so he's in. He, what was it? He's, he's in, the cowboy in Hail Caesar. Right. I don't know him from anything else. Nothing else. I, no. Yeah, it was, that is it was it. great in Hail Caesar. Probably tour. There so is simple. so he has so little charisma. Han Solo. If there's any word that I could use to describe his character in a whole yeah. in, in a complete way, <laughs> it would be the word charisma. I yeah. know people people can say, oh well, he's a rogue, he's, he's probably... got a heart of gold or whatever, but you have to use quite a few of those terms. If there's one term that could really high level describe him, it's charisma. I think if you walk up to almost anyone and say, who? Tell me a movie character that has lots of charisma. The number one choice I think in everyone's head will be Han Solo. I think you're right on that. He's like the, I can't even think of another person. He's like person. the perfect movie archetype of charisma. Did you just say archetype? Or archetype. 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 Come on. <laughs> um, Do you want to get married under the archway? <laughs> no, wait. Archway. Arch- yeah, in your face. <laughs> under the archway. <laughs> I, I've had a guy tell, say arch enemy to me a bunch. Like, arch enemy. <laughs> I blame the English language. All Maybe it's a potato potato thing. Rules actually, it's where C is sometimes sounds like an S for no reason. Sometimes it sounds like a Z. What a nightmare! Yeah, it's bullshit. Anyway, uh-huh. um, sometimes Z sounds like Z. But yeah, also one of the things I was thinking uh, 
the broad in it. Amelia Clark, who's also in most people She's recognize Daenerys. from Game of Thrones, Green. the dragon lady in Game of Thrones. I like her in Game of Thrones, but everything else I've seen her outside of that, which I guess is just, just this, Terminator this, this, Genesis. Terminator Genesis. <laughs> oh yeah, she's Sarah she Connor. She <laughs> is a charisma vacuum. Yeah. Like she's just completely devoid of any charisma, and that's yeah. like your two leads in the movie, mostly. And it's uh, it's not it's not so bad for her just because. Han Solo's love, what, who? She's kind you, of a generic love interest, but not really. In yeah, the well, she kind of is, but you, I don't know anything about her from the originals. Han Solo, yeah. I've seen the guy. Yeah, it's, I've, so it's I've worse. grown to it's like worse. him, so yeah, it's a yeah, horrible yeah. butchering of, of somebody. Yeah, if, if this was a standalone movie, it would just be forgettable, but now it's just, this is, this is horrid. Nobody has, and maybe Woody Harrelson has a little bit of charisma. So this is, it. this it's is like, I think, a, a huge flaw in this movie, in making this movie, one of the huge flaws in making this movie uh, is find Harrison Ford's an old man now. You can't bring him back without a lot of uh, computer wizardry to make him look young again. It so doesn't gotta, really make sense to, to make him play the young. They gotta replace him. But the thing is, it's not. So if you if if the only time we had ever seen the character Han Solo was in Episode Seven as an old man, and then you reintroduce the character like a young version of him, and you pick a young actor who kind of looks like Harrison mm -hmm. Ford, it would work. But the thing is. We've all seen Harrison Ford as a young guy who's basically the same age then as yeah. the actor as he is now. So it's really hard yeah. to to see this new guy. I'm not even going to blame him for this necessarily. I think he maybe did the best that he job. He's he clearly a competent actor. Yeah, but he doesn't look that much like Han Solo. He looks like a guy no. dressing up in cosplay as Han Solo. He and doesn't... he didn't even win first place at the convention <laughs> yeah, exactly. for the Han Just Solo like any, any guy, <laughs> Any guy you would see dressing up as Han Solo. Not even like in a particularly great one. Uh, so it's really hard to see this, to view this movie as I am watching the character I know, Han Solo, mm -hmm. a young Han Solo, because he doesn't look that much like no. him. His haircut's no. even not quite the same because no, wanna, it's not the same at all. You don't want to have a goofy '70s haircut because they they haven't aged perfectly with how where our trends are now. So they're trying to make that haircut look cool now. Yeah. I bet you they put a lot the of work same. into that too. I, I definitely think it, they did. But the thing is, it doesn't work because we've already seen what he's supposed to look like and how he carries himself, yeah. and he also doesn't sound anything no. like Harrison Ford at all. I think he he did his best to get the same rhythm of speaking that Harrison Ford had but man he doesn't his voice doesn't his sound voice like is way it's it was, just not it doesn't have that deepness to it I guess or I don't yeah know. I know what you're talking about I don't know how to just I don't know how to describe it yeah, it was weird I kept thinking to myself okay this is a character who I've seen in all these other movies and yeah there's only like a five to ten year difference maybe between him and the Han Solo I and the original I looked it up because I assumed that they were they look Roughly, like the actor now looks yeah. roughly the same age as Harrison Ford did when he was playing Han Solo in, in yeah. 1978 or whatever. Yeah, there's Nine, Harrison eight. Ford was a, I think it was like five years older. There, yeah. there was a bit of. He a was gap. in his like mid 30s, I think, wasn't he? Oh yeah, somewhere around there. But yeah. I, I thought they looked roughly the same age. Yeah, and it's hard to think. This is supposed to be the same guy. Like I, I felt like I'm watching a different I character. I felt like it was nearly impossible. I had to try yeah. and I was trying to do two things. I think during the theater. At first, I was trying to, you know. Do my best, you know, give this movie the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to try to, you know, see if there's any merit to it and try and see him as Han Solo. But it just, it, for all the mm -hmm. reasons I was just talking about, it just didn't work. And then I was trying, I gave up on that because I found it nearly impossible because this new guy, despite his best efforts, doesn't look like the, the Han Solo that we knew. Nope. 
Um, so then I tried, okay, I'm just gonna, maybe if I just view this as not really a Han Solo movie and this is just a sci-fi movie, I'll view it as that and see if I can get any enjoyment out of it. Try, try not to let, you know, the impossible task of, of making a young Han Solo character uh, and just view it just, just purely based on its story. And, and it's a pretty, like that failed too, because it's a pretty dull story. And also there's just tons of references to all this Star Wars stuff we've been hearing about for years, all mm-hmm. the Kessel runs and all that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's, it was, this is part of the reason why I think it was doomed to fail. Like yeah. how, how, it's not even that I think, oh, no one else can play Han Solo, but no, but it's not like this was a reboot. If it was a reboot, you could justify it, but they're not going to reboot Han Solo, not, not now, maybe like no. 20 years from now. Uh, you could maybe justify the difference in his, in his look and whatever, but... They're just too close in age to... T- to yeah, it was weird. I, I found myself... I had, to, I had to remind myself a few times that that was Han Solo because I kind of forgot what I, what I was watching a few times, and... It's just it was just a really it's a really weird choice, is generally speaking, to do this movie because of the how close they are in age. It's like if Han Solo was fifty or sixty in a New Hope and all that, then fine. But like to have them be what, like five or ten years difference? Yeah, close what, in age even like what you're describing, like this is what weird. this is one of those things like I was talking about before where I think this is this is the thing I'm going to think. Why are they making a Han Solo movie? But you know, all the Star Wars fans will eat it up and make the fuck ton of money. But apparently, this is what roughly what everyone else thought too. Mm-hmm. Is is yeah, this just is not designed to work. And yeah, when you have a lead that just kind of looks like Harrison Ford, and from reports that I was seeing, he was like their eighth choice. <laughs> like was he really? Something like that. Don't, oh, yeah. don't quote me on it, but he was not their first choice yeah. for it. Like, so, it wasn't, and he wasn't funny at all. No, like not... Harrison Ford's supposed to be funny and have these little snarky... Cor- yeah. Like, he didn't, he didn't really seem to have a plan ever. Like the the no. character, like he didn't. Like Harrison Ford seems to usually. He's kind of got some something well, also, going on. It's like, oh, I can transport yeah. you, but actually, he's got some like drugs in the bottom too, and he's you know yeah. he's got a dual purpose of what he's doing. But also, he, he didn't like, seem even sneaky when at he's all. Not doing that. Like the scene that I think I think of, uh, if you're trying to really sum up the character of Han Solo, is in A New Hope when they're breaking into the Death Star to save uh, Prince... Uh, not the Death Star, but whatever, the base. Yeah. Uh, to save Princess Leia pretty early on in the movie. Uh, and... Uh, not early on in the movie, but in, in the movie. They're trying yeah. to save her. Uh, and, and he's in a Stormtrooper outfit because they're, they're sneaking in. And then he's over the intercom. They say, hey, what's going, what's going on in there? And he's trying to mimic a Stormtrooper and he's kind of doing a crappy job of it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wait, no, that's the, the guy's on the intercom. That, that, that's not right. And then he says, ah, uh, and then he just picks up a gun and shoots the intercom. Like, he's just a complete, like, rough around the edges. I don't have a plan, so I, I guess I'm just going to shoot my way out. Actor that this new one, I didn't feel that either. Like I didn't feel like he was like this, this uh, kind of hot-headed, smart, quick on your. No, no, he seemed he seemed yeah. way more contemplative. Yeah, yeah. Hot Solo <laughs> is very quick on his feet, and yeah. he's uh, he, he's very. And usually, um, what he did was funny as a result yeah. of it. Yeah, and he's he's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Spontaneous. And yeah, this guy that. is the opposite of that. Yeah, he really just felt like generic. Protagonist, so man. generic action sci-fi protagonist, man. Like yes. Nothing to him. When Han Solo is, you know, he's a beloved movie character, <laughs> really beloved. Like he's one of the most iconic <laughs> character movie characters of all time. Um, so that's all fine. If by the end of the movie 
he develops those character traits. So you, yeah, yeah. So okay, you sure. learn how Han Solo totally. became Han Solo. Yeah. There was basically none of that. He like steals maybe, that guy's trick there was playing no card a little bit all. and kind of wins of gambling. Maybe yeah. it's like maybe a tiny bit because he learns a little bit. It had none of the feeling of, of not a lot, not enough. Yeah. Certainly so, not enough. So let's talk about some gambling after we make some money. Okay. Oh my God. You got to ready to get you rich, sponsor boys. For us here, Braden. We didn't have a sponsor last week. Yeah. Uh, so make it up for it. I uh, cut out the big guns here. <clears throat> Are you guys sick of the modern conveniences of online streaming and on-demand programming? Do you miss the experience of leaving the comfort of your own home to travel to your local video store? Well, worry no longer. Welcome to Virtual Video Store. This is a virtual reality on-demand video streaming service like no other. You can virtually drive, walk, ride your trike, or take the bus to the nearest video store. Then once you arrive at the store, you can start reliving your glory days, walking through aisles, sifting through the endless shelves of unorganized movies. And like every other video store ever, they only take debit if the purchase is over $3. <laughs> <laughs> to make it fully genuine, uh, they throw these classic movie store curveballs at you. Movies you rent might be damaged and skip. Unless you return to the store within one hour of renting, you're out of luck. Kiss that $6 new release goodbye. Ever rent a movie and take it home and realize they put the wrong movie in the case? Make sure you check that case before you leave a store or you're out of luck. And of course, get your heart broken when your movie of choice isn't available. Sorry, we don't take reservations. You'll just have to come back tomorrow after 5 p.m. Now you get to wait at the bus stop for an hour empty-handed like the loser you are. <laughs> Try virtual video store today. So, and this is a virtual reality, like a VR. It's you a put, VR experience. So you put on your VR goggles. Yeah, and then you're at home, and you gotta, you got to get, get to the video store however you can, and then you go into the video store. So this is all part of the movie experience. Then you get your movie. You dodge, you know, dodge a couple bullets doing it. You get back home, then you start watching your movie. So it's just it's the and full. You still experience. watch it with the VR goggles on. Yeah, because you can't watch it on your TV, right? I wonder. No, you have to have your VR you have goggles to, you have on to watch it. On. And then and then you gotta take it back to it's the store. It's the full after. experience. Yeah. I wonder if like five to ten years from now they'll be able to properly imitate that feeling of walking into a video store when they were all just kind of petering out yeah. and getting smaller and smaller <laughs> and just seeing how sad and <laughs> was just the, the business owner who knew he was on borrowed yeah. time. Well, hopefully these sponsorships uh, for virtual video store will work <laughs> out uh, or maybe that will start happening to yeah. their, their virtual video <laughs> yeah. store. It's funny when people like, part, I, there's a nostalgic thing to it, but part of me too does miss and I think it's strictly, it's not logical, strictly emotional and nostalgic. Yeah. The video store experience. Oh, yeah, I agree with But it that's, is, that's it's why like, the service is so great. It yeah, recreates yeah, the it tactile recreates experience. But it is quite funny how inconvenient it is compared <laughs> to what we have. So we have the virtual video store, so you can really have that. Um, I remember our local, our last video store in town here didn't actually shut down until early last year. Yeah, it held on for a long, oh, long time. It was, on, it was on borrowed time for a while. And I remember going in there at... Um, this is before it was official that they were shutting down, but it was there was rumblings about it, and I I kept going in every Tuesday for a few weeks, asking if they had uh, seen if they had the Neon Demon, and I, I didn't see it on their board. <laughs> Always wants to watch <laughs> yeah. the Neon Demon. <laughs> and finally, I was like, I'm just gonna go ask the lady if they got this movie coming in because it's not on their their upcoming release board. It's never the new release, so I go up to the counter, and I just 
I'm like every ignorant consumer. I just assume the person behind the counter knows everything about what they're doing. Yeah, so yeah, you they should got know hired every at this movie. movie store. So here's your list of 8,000 movies. Make yeah. sure you familiarize yourself <laughs> yeah. with all these titles in the trivia and associated so with So I go up there. I'm like, hey, do you guys have uh, the Neon Demon? Is, or do you have the Neon Demon coming in soon or anything? And she's like, uh, sorry? Uh, Neon Demon. She's like, Neon Demon? <laughs> I was like, this is why you're getting shut down, lady. Demon? Yeah. It's not even you, a word, lady. <laughs> I know. It's like, you know what? Just forget it. You guys get, you're going to get what's coming. I'm going on the internet. Have we already <laughs> talked about how much you watch the Neon Demon? <laughs> yeah, we have a few yeah, times. Reading the Neon Demon script today. Yeah. I think this was the last time I, the actual last time I went into a video rental place. I was with you and my brother. You're, yeah, Chris, this is great. And we were walking past, I think we had just done like an M. Night Shyamalan movie night. And we were talking with my brother yeah. about just how miserable it yeah, was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and then he's, he's he said uh, he's like yeah what was what was that uh, M Night movie what was that movie with like the yeah. village and I just looked at him and said the village yeah. <laughs> there's something about that that was like was I'm both so of us good. just cracked up laughing because oh. it was like what's that movie with the village what's that movie in in the Congo what's that yeah. uh, what's that movie Congo. with Iron Man in it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and sadly our our last I think that was the last time I was there too and our last memory of video video station is renting the Green Inferno <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah anyway oh it was renting God's Not Dead man yeah. oh yeah <laughs> we did that for I sure. remember yeah we, we when we watched God's Not Dead shortly before I guess our first like was it our first episode or um, it was within our first yeah, was, three episodes sure, yeah. was God the God's Not Dead one yeah, um, yeah. and I remember Braden he I was like yeah how are we gonna get it and, he, and he's like oh I'll just go down to the video store and I was like the video <laughs> yeah it like blew your like, mind what? and I went and rented it yeah the video sweet. station yeah I had it in the case that 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 rental case and everything. So yeah, man, we're, we're going to start sounding like baby boomers. We so. are. <laughs> so get your good old days. your virtual video store experience today. <laughs> so, as Andy summarized, there's just it's just a movie full of the references from A New Hope, uh-huh. and uh, and he talks. How did you win the Millennium? How did you get this Millennium Falcon? Oh well, I won it from uh, Lando Calrissian in a bet. Yeah. So what's that make you think of? It's like, oh, probably some crazy adventure that they went on, some gambling. I always uh, like, almost thought of uh, like a race of some kind. Right, Because right. they're both such like these headstrong guys, yeah. and apparently the Millennium Falcon also used to, uh, you know, uh, be owned by Lando. So I, I thought it was like some kind of stupid space race. Yeah, there's some great and story I, like, behind it. I think in my head, like before any mention of a Han Solo movie and that they were making such a thing, I think I always kind of assumed that's what the Kessel Run was, like mm. some kind of like infamous uh, competition in the Star Wars universe. Right, yeah. yeah it does sound I like a competition. Totally. That's what I thought. I like... I don't know if they ever really made that connection in the original trilogy. I doubt they did, but I always kind of made that connection without thinking about it because I, I never put much more thought into it than that. I ne- it was just like a thing that happened subconsciously in the back of my head. Was, because of the tone of the way that they talk about it. And also because we don't really need, you don't need to know anything more than that. He won the Millennium Falcon in a bet. Okay, well, well, how did he win that? And then you see that. Yeah. Well, well who built the Millennium the, Falcon? Well, where were the, we don't need to know. The like, important, how much more do you want to dig into than The that? important part of him winning it at a bet 
it's not to tell you about his character and that he's the type of guy who wins things gambling instead of just buying them at the it's market the value. It's the logistics of how it it's works. The log- it's, yeah. the, it's the logistics of how he got it. That's the important yeah. part. It's not meant to tell you something about Han Solo's yeah. character and that he's kind of a shady guy and he just kind of trades yeah. things to, to get things, you know? It's like, you know, rather than the type of guy who saves his money for a rainy day and then can buy his... You know his new Tesla outright. He's, you know it's you funny. Know. I've uh, when people have asked me who haven't seen this movie yet, uh, like, oh yeah, it's like, well, did they did they show how he 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 won it in a bet? And I said, uh, yep. And that's it. like, there's nothing we can say. But in the movie, you know, we're gonna get into spoilers here and whatever. Yeah, I don't it's know if like we should a give very, a quick overview of the movie. We haven't really done a synopsis uh, at all. I don't even really. It's a heist movie, and he has to. Steal. They have to steal. Han Solo some coal. ends up ends up owing a lot of money to this guy who's not Jabba the Hutt, because I know it's, people are going to assume that. Which uh, is a fine, which is a fine premise for a Han Solo movie fine, that he owes some gangster-looking um, guy, and it's he has really to pull gangster, off though. like this huge heist, <laughs> or, huge heist of some energy resource or whatever. That's it's coal. Li- that's yeah, space coal. It's space coal. Uh, spa- which would just be coal, <laughs> uh, but space coal, uh, space coal, and that it'll be worth like shit ton amount of money and then he'll be out of this debt or whatever. Uh, and at the end of the movie when all that's over, it's kind of like a little little bonus scene. It's not an after the credits, but it feels like an after the credits scene. It shows him, him and Lando have parted at this point, but it shows him meeting up in, in some skeezy bar. He just shows up and Lando's already there. And then... Lando's playing what's basically space poker. Yeah, it's just it's just poker. It's just a generic card game that we don't understand. It's so not even well call it poker. Uh, and it works, and it seems to work mostly like poker. Everyone has like these chips on a table. Like, They're all trying exactly, to bluff each other. Yeah, it's it, a round table. It looks exactly like poker. There's nothing more interesting than that. Then Han Solo walks up, and then he plays space poker better than him and wins it. And that's it. And like, <laughs> So why did we even bother filming this? Why, why did this make the cut? This is so generic. Like This is just as exciting as someone telling you, yeah, I won it in a bet. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, that, well, well. Let's see how it happened. And you watch and be like, oh yeah, he did. I mean, he, him he saying he won wanted in a, a bet was more interesting because at least I could have thought that the bet what, <laughs> was something. Like exciting. to me, it actually detracts from his character entirely because the whole point of that was to say that he doesn't do things the way that a normal adjusted person exactly. does things. He kind of operates outside the law. He's winning things in bet. Like his the Millennium Falcon is his main mode of transportation. Yeah. It's not a fun trinket. He won his main mode of transportation yeah. in a bet. And then it's like, well, you know how he won that? Through a nationally uh, regulated poker, like, like it's like it's like it's just going right back into the establishment sort of thing. Yeah. It's like he followed all the rules and he did everything right and he won it fair and square, uh, as sanctioned by the Galactic Empire. Uh, and he caught Lando gaming, cheating. Gaming commission, yeah. yeah. And, and then he caught Lando cheating, and he said, "Oh, I see that you're cheating, there, boy. You better play by the rules." And he wags his finger. Yeah, this is adding to Han Solo's character. Not taking away at all. Now you're 100% right in that the whole purpose of that was just to tell you that this is the. They kind didn't of consider what that is. told you about his character, though. It made him lamer. And the logic of him just winning a mm-hmm. generic poker game, like, oh, that didn't make that any better. It maybe made it worse. <laughs> um, yeah, so that sucked. Um, also, like, so I think the two big things 
that like the two big references that people are going to think of that they talked about in the original trilogy that show up in this movie was that, which just barely shows up. It's literally, I think, two minutes at the very, very end of the movie. I mean, it's basically an Easter egg for fanboys, except for that it screws up his character even worse, so it's worse to even yeah. have it. Um, and the other thing is the Kessel Run. That's what everyone he always says, oh, I, you know, I, I, oh. the, hey, the, that piece of junk ship, it did the Kessel Run and what do you say, 12? 12 parsecs, parsecs or 14 parsecs. Or he always corrects them. So somebody says, I think, 14, and he says, it wasn't 14, it was 12. Or somebody says 12, and he, and he corrects them to 14. I can't remember which way. I'm assuming it's the so, other way, but it's 12 or 14. So the thing is, this shows up in this movie. I, I watched the scene. I remember the scene, the Kessel Run scene in this new one. I don't. I still don't know what a Kessel Run is. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what is it? Just like a chunk of space that he traveled it's, through? Because he says we're going to have to go through the Kessel Run, and then they go through, and I guess there's this giant space octopus or whatever the fuck that thing was. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember the scene to be honest. I have. <laughs> I have one flash of some sort of black hole but and some what? space octopus getting torn apart inside it. And that's all I remember. What specifically made it? Because and then he talks about later in the movie how he's kind of bragging after the scene's over. He's bragging to somebody. Says, "Yeah, you know, I did the Kessel Run, twelve parsecs. The previous, you know, the previous best was twenty. What, what is a parsec? Just a minute? Because the yeah. movie, the scene was probably about twelve minutes long. Yeah. So let's um, let's put. A I don't know <laughs> what any of that means. Still, after seeing the movie that's supposed to that that explains it. I still don't know what a Kessel Run is. So let's put aside the trivia that a parsec is not a measurement of time, but it's a measurement of, of distance. Okay. A parsec is like a kilometer. But, so, how, but so, then that doesn't make so any sense. So to say, I went 10 kilometers in five kilometers, it's like, that doesn't make any sense, right? Uh -huh. So that's already a, yeah. a well-known piece of trivia. So I'm not going yeah, to sure. go into that. I'm going to pretend it's a measurement of time because that's the way that they presented it. And, and it, I know that they know that by now. Uh -huh. um, so... The Kessel Run is just like a strip of highway, basically. It's like, oh, but we went a from strip of space. We I went guess? from uh, Chilliwack to Abbotsford, and but it's uh, just a big chunk of space. What differentiates what differentiates that chunk of space from any other probably chunk of space? point A going to point B? It's probably like a trade route or so something. So then my that complaint would be that from. it's that it don't get excited about the Kessel Run people <laughs> yeah. because it's just a chunk of space and, that they and, fly through. And, and I it, guess there's a space octopus in it, but and if it's at, if it's at best just a trade route, that's that's yeah. the most interesting thing that <laughs> yeah. I can make out of it. If and at worst it's just a random. A, a point well, A to point B. It's like, oh man, he made it from work to home in twelve parsecs. It's like it's it's what makes it special. And I'm not defending this movie or anything. Uh -huh. Is that he Don't did the run dare. so fast because he took the dangerous path, and that's what he's bragging about. Yeah, that's what they, And people are like, well, how? how? He'd, he'd probably then explain that he cut through because he went the dangerous way to avoid the deal. Yeah, with I mean, the I get why he did it faster, but yeah. why does anybody in this universe care about this I don't Kessel know. Run time? Why are yeah, people that's measuring what's confusing it? About. It seems like this very distinct thing in this the notorious thing in the universe like if I told you guys run, it's like guys I made it from Chilliwack to Abbotsford in 15 minutes yeah why are and you'd be like who cares shut up oh, yeah get the yeah. fuck out of here <laughs> had it with, it's like, it's, I've had it with your stories about driving to Abbotsford yeah they're, they're <laughs> it's so boring they're making they're making it seem like it's You're something right, yeah. that everybody's talking about and thinking about like it's some underground race that that people are you know they're just slicing seconds off of each other 
other and there's trophies and, and prizes and you're going to be made a slave if you lose it or something, like some cool I, again, race. I always assumed just from their brief references that the Kessel Run was some notorious like space race competition or something, like an annual oh, thing. Sweet. And that he was in like some... Like you, you know, headstrong relationship with Lando, and they're always wa- trying to one up each other, and it gets to the point where it's, oh, I'll bet you three hundred s- Star Wars space bucks, bucks, space yeah. bucks <laughs> that I'll beat you. And Lando says, "Oh yeah, fuck. How about how about your ship? I'll bet mine." And they get, it gets a little, you know, it's yeah. way too headstrong, and ends up giving away the ship back. That's kind of. I feel like that's a bit. I don't know if I'd want to see that in a Star Wars movie, but that seemed more exciting than. Yeah, it's this uh, strip of yeah. space. <laughs> so that basically <laughs> yeah. brings me to my my main point about the solo movie is that in the original, when all these things are referenced, they just are a quick thing that yeah. they say and they plant a seed of imagination. That quick seed was far more interesting yeah. than the embellishment of that. So the Kessler, you're like, oh, yeah, it's like you just said, it's this cool space race and there's all this stuff. That's where your imagination goes. No, it's just uh, just going to Abbotsford for your groceries, uh, <laughs> doing the trade route. Uh, oh, I, I, we won it in a bet, and it's like, yeah, it was a it was a ten minute poker game playing space poker. Yeah, playing I- space poker. Uh, Han Solo, it's like, oh, he's got this dark, seedy past. He's you know, you don't even want to know what he's done. He's he's been coming around with his heart of gold by the time a new hope comes. You don't want to see his past, and it's like. No, he's just a boring guy. He gets caught up in a few well, things. And then they also undermine that in the movie. That's something I want to get into a bit later. Oh, really? But how, like, because again, beginning of, uh, of A New Hope, when we're just introduced to Han Solo, he's hanging out in this dingy, shitty bar. Um, and this whole movie, this one and Rogue One are basically just derived from the first half an yeah. hour of A New Hope. Yeah. Yeah. They're just finding, they're like, listen, we've only got three original Star Wars movies. I need 12 movies out of each half an hour segment of the Star Wars so that we can go to 2097 with these. <laughs> but yeah, one of the things I remember thinking when they first announced that they were doing a Han Solo Origins movie and why I thought it was a bad idea was because, well, you know, Han Solo at the beginning of A New Hope, he's kind of a bad guy. Uh, so you're either going to have to do a movie where your main protagonist is doing bad things that make you not like him. Or he becomes like a bad and guy. Shit. Or they're going to try and paint it like, no, he had a heart of gold the entire time, which I think undermines his arc of the whole trilogy. Yeah. Uh, especially, especially if you think of what they originally intended for Return of the Jedi and that Han Solo was going to die, kind of saving yeah. everyone sort of thing. So he, you know, he should have had this great and did have this arc in the original trilogy, and now it's undermined by showing, well, it wasn't that much of an arc because he was, he was, he was good-spirited from the get-go. Yeah, all it shows is that like, he starts in some really oppressed city that he's just some sewer dog, you, you know, some, some scumbag. That. Yeah, but, so, but it, it, he doesn't really seem like a bad guy at all. It's, he's like, oh, well, he's stealing. It's like, oh, yeah, well, he's got this oppressive, <laughs> yeah. horrible government that's trying to steal his woman and stuff from him. It's like, oh, it sounds like he's just a good guy. So basically they just established that he came from a bad place, but we can already assume that if he was willing to take on, uh, you know, getting Obi-Wan and Luke off of Tatooine at the beginning of A New Hope, and that he was willing to do it because he had debts to a notorious gangster. It's already already telling you that he's kind of coming from a bad place. If he's willing to do these things to pay off a gangster who wants to kill him. It's basically like somebody made a a fill-in-the-blanks 
picture uh, where you color in the blanks and, and the drawings already done, and then a colorblind person filled in the blanks. It's <laughs> like they, they they alluded to all of these interesting ideas in the beginning of A New Hope for Han Solo, and then they just made them way worse and less interesting and not compelling at all. It's like uh, it's like they don't understand the purpose of storytelling. Like if, you're trying, <laughs> if you're trying to tell me uh, like a about a particularly bad day at your work, you're not going to tell me about all the details because your job is probably boring. To, I'm talking about everyone's job. It's probably boring to most people. You're doing mundane things. They're paying you to do something. It's probably not that exciting. To I mean, do. you don't have to uh, censor yourself and make it seem like you're talking about everyone's job. You were just telling me what a waste of my own <laughs> job was earlier in this episode. So and I just mean you can <laughs> I think say we're that, well past that you point. You can say that about everything. So if you're actually, if you have some story about your work, you're going to embellish a little bit. You're going to use exaggerations. Or it's you're like just going to talk about the parts that were the parts that made it bad. Yeah. It's like, well, first I did this, then I yeah, did this. Exactly. Then my client yelled at me. Then this, and then this. No, you're just gonna say that instead, your client yelled at you today. Instead, this, this movie, we already had those things. So now they're just showing us the really boring logistics of it all. Like <laughs> that's a, and then you realize, oh. Well, he he was just embellishing. The actual story is not that interesting at <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, it's it's like a it's uh it's like a big fish story, and I know that there's a, there's a yeah, movie exactly. about it, and the fish always gets bigger. So we're like, hey, why don't we make a movie about the original fish? And it's just a fish. It's just a normal sized <laughs> fish. fish. This is great, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of the things that are referenced as, that are referenced in the original trilogy are given any more weight or value by having been seen in this movie. Everything about him is just, oh, okay. They're given less weight. It's, it's, yeah, it's that made, was a bet, all right? I know you feel uh, chronically <laughs> passive about it, but I actually I feel like it really took, takes away from all of those things, and it, it should be stricken from the record. Um, well, you know what? One, one thing, I think a lot of people missed this, and I actually missed it uh, while watching it, but it occurred to me, uh, thinking about the movie just afterwards, trying to write notes for this podcast, um, how this again undermines Han Solo's arc of going from a skeezy, you know, uh, criminal sort of guy and becoming having an arc over the trilogy, becoming a good dude. Like, how stupid is it that Han that they reveal in this movie that Han Solo is basically the one who bankrolled the entire rebellion? Did you guys catch that? Oh, right. So, so again, getting in, getting into spoiler stuff at the end, like this. When they were trying to steal this other stuff, they got uh, interrupted by this other gang and whatever. Like a oh, rival right. gang. He's then like a chosen one now all the of rival, a sudden. <laughs> the rival gang at, at, the, at the end, they, or nearest the end, they reveal to Han Solo and the audience that that's basically the beginnings of the rebellion. Like it's, right. only, it's only like 20 to 100 people and they're trying yeah. to start a rebellion. And then he gives against, them all the space and then, so coal that's at, worth like at, a trillion bucks. At the end, bucks. When, when, when Han Solo pulls off this heist that we were talking about, makes a whole bunch of space bucks from the space coal and he doesn't give it to the guy who owes him because that guy ended up being a real bad guy so that guy gets killed han solo has all the money to himself but he decides for that you know for you know because he's a good guy uh to yeah. give all the money to the rebellion and they say to him it's like you realize like this this is going to actually help turn i don't know if the, this is not word for word uh this is going to turn our little rebellion into uh, like a proper force to be reckoned with implying that oh my Hans, god Han solo, yeah, i never connected that han solo bankrolled the entire rebellion but then so a new hope which presumably is somewhere like 5 to 10 years later uh and then he kind of joins in and helps helps them destroy the original uh death star why doesn't anyone 
notice or recognize Han Solo because it's not like he was using he a bankrolled the whole he bankrolled well, the whole thing and I no one seems to remember him in A New Hope they're not like holy shit you're Han Solo like you're the reason we have all of this yeah, he'd be a legend he would be it? an absolute fucking legend and no one knows Good who the call. fuck he is we and need it's some just, oh. it's just more stupid horseshit uh, Star Wars connectivity thing and this is a major problem I have with the Star Wars universe overall uh, is that, especially when writing these new ones, uh, they can never just have new characters or whatever. They always have to be tied to someone yeah, in some way. Yeah, they do. Or like uh, when they did the prequels. This was, this was a notorious thing that's that. similar. In the prequels, uh, in the Attack of the Clones, when you find out that all of, the, all of the stormtroopers are actually clones that are based off of essentially Boba Fett, Boba Fett's dad, but... Yeah. So all of the stormtroopers are basically Boba Fett's bloodline. And it's like... <laughs> Boba Fett couldn't have just, he couldn't just be a cool bounty hunter. Dude, I, he, had to, he had to be like the entire like impetus, if I'm using that word right, I'm not sure I am, uh, for the whole like clone, like the whole Stormtrooper army. He wasn't just like a cool costume, a cool it's guy. It's just a classic case of people getting way too high yeah. on their own ideas. Is, I th- up I up their own ass. I yeah. I think oh, it's, it's all connected. <laughs> I think it's the sign, like, I mean, the fandom for that sort of shit is stupid, but I also think it's a sign of a really, uh, weak and unconfident writer if they can't actually write like cool new stuff it has mm-hmm. to be like oh Boba Fett's not just cool because of this awesome thing I wrote him into also he's the, like mm-hmm. all of the stormtroopers based on him and they only wrote that in because Boba Fett ended up being a popular character so it's weak writing because you're, you're determining your artistic writing based on, the po- on, on him being popular not on actual a creative story process that you went through in your head. It's really lazy. This whole Han Solo bankroll in the Rebellion is the same thing. Mm-hmm. They, there's no way watching the original trilogy that you got the idea that this, this guy was actually an important figure and not just someone who needed money, so he decided to drive, to sp- drive you across. No, no, that guy actually bankrolled the whole Rebellion. It's like, he can't just be a guy like <laughs> he was originally. It's, it's fucking, it's weak, weak writing. And this brings us to s- some huge timeline problems. Uh, so, uh, while there are a lot of things wrong with the timeline and there's a ton of things wrong with this prequel reference that we're going to go into, (laughs) nothing is more wrong than baby boomers. That is correct, Molly. Baby boomers are the, uh, absolute scum of the earth. If you like pina coladas. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, you know what else they really like that's annoying other than pina coladas? Uh, Baby they, boomers are shit of the week. By yes, the way. they all love shitty A and E TV shows like Stored. Oh, <laughs> they do. Stars. Uh, yeah, like the Dog, the Bounty Hunter shows. There was well, like, home renovating shows, but I know that more than just baby. No, boomers no, like more those. home renovating shows. They can just they can just be like boring and drab. These are like boring and drab sub- subject matter. That's like edited to look like it's way more exciting than it is <laughs> like the like the duck dynasty sort of shit yeah. or any of those tv shows where some family that has like way too many fucking kids like 19 <laughs> kids yeah or something like that these yeah. are all are they shows, all conservative shows or i don't know maybe hard to say i've I'd never say. thought about it from that angle storage wars and ponsters are the ones that jump out at me because it's the most they're stupid as shit. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. just sifting through junk all day. But they add like sound effects and quick cuts and like, yeah. like, un, like it's basically non-existent MT- tension to it's things. It's basically MTV f- 
Yes, for, it for absolutely is. <laughs> <laughs> they are, it's just they're the shittiest TV shows about the most mundane thing that's just edited or clearly scripted in a way to make mm-hmm. it seem so exciting. Uh, but boomers are too stupid to see through the blatant dramatic like editing and and like clearly this is not what day to day operation is I like f- working at a pawn store. I feel like those particular ones are trying to take advantage <laughs> of of baby boomers loving getting a deal. So it's like you, you there's a high of watching someone else get a deal. Oh, yeah, the risk. Yeah. So that's uh, <laughs> that's funny. That's their that's their threshold for yeah, risk like, is watching someone else maybe not get a bargain. I just. <laughs> If I've any, any amount of time, thrill seekers, any amount of time I sit through these, I watch them and I think this is just clearly edited to make this look so much more exciting. Like, do do you know, do you know how stupid you have to be to buy into such blatantly manipulative, like editing tricks? Like I just, I I want, I've seen a few of these because anytime I go over to my, my poor parents who I'm bitching about every week on this podcast, (laughs) I hate my parents. (laughs) Like, Oh, oh, oh my God! I can't believe the Pawn Stars went through this whole episode acquiring this super rare arcade machine, and then Chum Lee broke it conveniently while being filmed by five different cameras from various <laughs> angles. Like, wow! I'm such a fucking idiot. I can't tell that this was clearly set up to gin up some kind of content out of this otherwise incredibly mundane activity we're filming. It's all—all all of these things are set up. Like, have you ever had to watch one of these dumb shows before? They're uh, terrible. I think I've just walked past them before. I don't. Uh, think that's I've the appropriate really ever, way to watch them. I don't, I don't think I've ever really, really. I mean, they do they think that it's real, or do they think that it, they, are they okay with it being scripted? I guess that's the question. Because with with all reality TV, whether it's like The Bachelor or whatever, I know that people watch it knowing that it's bad, and, and I think they, they like it anyways. I think it's a bit different. Either either way, they're terrible. And yeah, and feel baby bad boomers. For, I mean, you should feel bad for liking The Bachelor. That's for goddamn sure. You baby should. boomers don't like things ironically either. So no, I mean, that's true. They, that they do not. They they love their shitty vacation shirts, and it's that that's not like a hipster ironic thing. <laughs> yeah, <they're weird. laughs> yeah, that's a, you're exactly right. They're not liking it ironic. I'd watch The Bachelor. But yeah, all of these no shows they that. start off like like kind of interesting like oh okay i see this you know the storage wars thing there there people have like these crazy auctions and they find stuff like you know every now and then they'll find like a million dollars like something that's worth like tons of money that's kind of interesting but there's no way you can sustain like six seasons of interesting <laughs> that's like maybe i would want it's like they just plant maybe, the stuff maybe a single <laughs> yeah. a single hour long documentary about this might be interesting <laughs> because it's a world that you never really thought about before but like six or seven seasons of this, like, yeah, they got to start ginning up these wacky scenarios that they get into that are clearly yeah. way more wacky, but it's happening every episode. So it feels like, wow, man, being a pawn, pawn store owner must be real exciting. No, it's not. There's, it's definitely not. I went out with this old, this girl, <laughs> this, this girl who was basically an old lady because of her television choices. And, and she watched this show that was, it was basically one of those home renovation shows, except for they, they try to do it without spending any money, so they're just refurbishing old crap into new crap, mm-hmm. and it just it just doesn't look any better. And it's just oh, here's this uh, took your old crappy place, and uh, I painted the couch with with house paint. Uh, <laughs> I painted all the cushions, and uh, I sanded this down so it looks rustic. And I look at the after photo, and I'm like, this looks worse than it looked before. <laughs> like, this doesn't this doesn't look good at all. So I think that's something baby boomers are watching too. 
Yeah, they. I mean, in general, they like crappy TV shows. But there's something that sticks out to me about these crappy A and E shows. The, it's it's the hilariously blatant editing of something that's so boring. The only thing I could ever watch on A and E is Law and Order, and anything else just yeah, sounds boring. Law and Order is not too bad. And they add just like fake because they'll add sound effects and like <laughs> they have their interviews. They add like this non-existent tension to scenes, and like, they're arguing over junk. Like, yeah, they'll also they do the like kind of cliffhanger cut to commercial yeah. break sort of thing. Like, yeah, they do. Like someone says something shocking, they all kind of poke their heads up a little bit <laughs> and, then, and then it cuts to commercial you're like, oh man, and then you come back and they're like, all right, I'll take that for five bucks. It's just, it's like almost, like, they, built up this, they built up this this huge thing and it's yeah. nothing. That's great. Yeah. yeah, so if you're ever forced to watch TV with a boomer, get ready because you're going to be about to be bored out of your fucking mind watching one of these shitty would, A&E shows. Do those count as reality shows? I guess they kind of... Yeah, that's a reality. They, it that's would reality. fit under that genre. Yeah, yeah reality I mean, shows suck. Yeah. I'm not arguing that it's a reflection of reality, but it's <laughs> genre. This is a particular reality show that boomers like. Because there's, there's all sorts of crummy, crummy reality shows. And some it's of got them are all right in the beginning or whatever. But the A&E ones in particular are just so okay. obviously scripted and edited yeah. to, to be uh, more exciting. It's, and something about boomers, that really appeals <laughs> to them. Like more than, because I could shit on like American Idol and maybe I will because that seems like another boomer thing, but that, that feels a little bit different than this. Mm-hmm. This is, it's something about well, the every, like, editing and It's all ages to likes American Idol. Yeah, that's People true. from everywhere. I mean, for goodness sake, you're supposed to text in the winner. Baby boomers can't text, so no, that's <laughs> aimed for somebody. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> a valid argument. So back to... Uh, what movie? Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, Deadpool, Deadpool 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to Solo. So my, my, only, my last real gripe with the movie, other than that it's a complete boring piece of shit and I couldn't even pay attention to a minute yep. of it, uh, no, you could Other than just that. Yeah. Very succinct <laughs> review. I was, I, I was literally in the theater just texting people yeah. for half the movie. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't have been able to, but we were right in the back row. So I was like, ah, oh, this probably is Yeah, Muller's phone went off at one point. <laughs> and I just picked it up and I started talking. Hey, are you busy? No, I'm not doing anything at all. <laughs> Everyone in front of you like, finally, this movie's picking up. <laughs> really, yeah, they've got something. happening back They've mixed there. something into the back speakers uh, here. And it's like, this is finally something unexpected. Um, so near the end, basically at the end of the movie, yeah. uh, I already know where you're going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and I didn't mind spoiling uh, this this uh, for for a lot of people already because it's not really a plot point. It's just no. There's it's no. A, point, it's just there's, a no point, there's no point to this happening in the movie. It just does. <laughs> uh, I'll let you explain it because uh, I'm having trouble even understanding what uh, happened or at, how that happened. At the end, Han Solo's love interest kind of sort of betrays him, and it turns out she's working. For some evil, crime, it's a gang, cr- crank, it's a crime operation, crime gang syndicate. of some kind. The and Crimson then, Mothers. Yeah, sure. She gets on. She gets on the hologram phone to talk to her boss, and he's mm. all cloaked and hooded or whatever. I, I thought it was like, was this going to be Palpatine? Or I assumed it was Palpatine, but it yeah. didn't sound like, immediately. It didn't sound like him because you kind of see, kind of see him, shadowy figure from the front, and his face is still covered. And then he removes his hood, and it turns out it's Darth Maul. <laughs> I was killing myself. Dude, I stood on my feet and went, woo! Yeah, he was, he was shaking his fist in oh, the air. I was, I was just dying. Imagine if it was Dexter Jetster. <laughs> <laughs> she, she worked at his diner. <laughs> at least Dexter Jetster would have made more sense, because as far as the timeline goes, because he's not, he goes, he he's be not chopped in half. <laughs> so if this movie, based on... 
the solo guy being yeah. it seems like it was only five or ten I've years. Heard, I, I was crunching all the numbers this morning and yeah, I, I, I couldn't you can't it doesn't add up. Basically, like being super generous with everyone's ages. Han Solo at the very youngest. If if this took place at like before Episode One in A New Hope, Han Solo is in his fifties, <laughs> at, at, at the youngest, possibly sixties. So yeah, and he's clearly twenty five or thirty. Yeah, in, and in, there's in, all these websites that are like, oh, but in the Star Wars books, or and another one's like, in this cartoon though, uh, Darth Maul does come back. So, so uh, actually, yeah, I'm like, so sorry, when you say Han Solo has to be fifty, you're assuming that this this all took place in a time sorry. Where, where Darth Maul was still alive. Yeah. Yes, Correct. If, if so Darth this Maul took place so before long. episode one. No, 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 but it doesn't. So now here's the thing. Uh, oh, is there guys, proof that it doesn't take place before episode one? You guys one? aren't painting this as uh, dumb as it actually is. There's been lots of canon before this movie that shows that Darth Maul is alive after episode one. Well, that's what I was saying. Though. Oh. But then... He was saying It's that. in like, yeah, it's in a he bunch did. of... Uh, I guess in some books and in these cartoons say that Darth Maul actually didn't die and he's well, got that's robot the part, legs. That's the part <laughs> he's that got I robot talk, legs. They, show, they did show in the hologram that he had some kind of mechanical leg or whatever. As soon as I saw that, I started to suspect that it was Darth Maul because I had heard there's all sort. This is, again, this, this harkens back to what I was talking about before where uh, Darth Maul... People, I think he was lame, but people think he was like the, one of the only cool things from the, the prequels. So now they look back and they saw how, oh, fuck, like Darth Maul was really popular and we killed him off immediately. Uh, well, it turns out he's not dead. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He was chopped in half at the waist and then kicked down a pit that we couldn't even see the bottom of. It was such a long pit. Yeah. It's, and because and, everyone said, oh, well, he just got mechanical legs. But he wasn't, they didn't chop his legs off specifically. It's like his torso, It was right, right across his vital organs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's definitely dead. And well, it could have cauterized the wound. Yeah, you can't just like chop your stomach in half and cauterize it. Like, yeah. I know he's an alien or whatever, but he has sim very similar phys like yeah. physiology to the human form. So he has eyes and teeth and all that. So he probably has roughly the same like I'm organs. Sure and sh they're very similar. Where else, where else are you going to put all the vital organs? Not going to be in your arms. No. Like, so they're, they're definitely where he got cut. Yeah. He would be dead from that. And then he falls down a fucking pit that we can't even see the bottom of. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm led to believe that he survived. Have you actually read this, like any sort of short summary as to how he survived this? Yes. It's and it's fucking nonsense. It's crazy. Hold on. I have, I have a quote. So I, I, embodies, I have a quote that I yeah. want to quickly read. It embodies that summarizes everything this. I, read it. I hate about Star Wars in the, stuff. In the Clone Wars, yeah. which was a cartoon or anime oh, show I that followed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's revealed that Maul actually survived being cut in half through focusing his hatred then using the <laughs> then using the strength it gave him to stop his bisected body from hurtling down the reactor shaft by grabbing a vent he stowed away in a trash can so he could escape to a dumpster planet called Lothar Minor uh, where he ate rats and it just goes on I ha and on and here, on here I have a good summary for you to summarize all of that we couldn't think of a new character. <laughs> so, so we had to reuse 
an old character who wasn't even that good of a character. No, why that's are you saving thing. Darth Maul? Who cares? Because he, he looks cool. Everyone, you couldn't come man, up with a better character than Darth Maul. He doesn't even have any there's lines. There's a whole bunch of not only prequel apologists, but just Star Wars fans, that, even just Star Wars fans that didn't like the prequels, that will say things like, "Oh, but you, Darth Maul, he was really cool." No, he wasn't. Like, there, what? What can you, without describing what he looks like, what can you tell me about Darth Maul? He, he didn't do anything. <laughs> He's a badass. He was silent. Yeah. He said nothing. Apparently in the cartoon shows, he just talks all the fucking time. So just break that. <laughs> he can't keep his uh, damn mouth shut. shut. <laughs> but other than having a, a unique lightsaber, and, and he, I'll admit he has kind of a cool It's design. a cool lightsaber. It's a cool design, the character, mm-hmm. but his personality, there's nothing there. He's just good with a lightsaber. Well, well, He's g- all <laughs> flash and no substance, and everyone latched onto him. Well, good thing uh, every time they reuse him, either in a cartoon or a book or in this, uh, his personality is nothing similar in <laughs> yeah. all the entities. <laughs> what is the point of having a character if not to preserve the personality yeah. and put it into a new... Like If you're going to reuse a character where you shouldn't put it, it's at least interesting because that character has rules to their personality. They act in certain ways. Yeah. Put them in a new situation. Yeah. They're going to have to act in their own way, and that's interesting. No, no, no. What we're going to do is just strip the personality so we can get no benefits yeah, from using them in that scenario other than that people recognize the face. It's, it's again, it's just really... Just lazy ass writing, even with something like Darth Maul. I hate to defend it and say like the writers didn't quite understand what people thought. Yeah, they didn't know what our Darth, Darth Maul was all Darth, about. Darth Maul <laughs> and Boba Fett have an interesting parallel in that they're basically both just cool costume designs, like mm-hmm. they're cool visual designs. Yeah, Boba that, Fett. Like, there's what's he, what does he say anything in the original trilogy? What can you tell me more about Boba Fett? He's just he just looks cool. He's got a cool costume. He's a bounty hunter. He's a bounty hunter mm-hmm. and whatever you know, self-serving sort of type. Darth Maul, he's he's a bad. He's badass. hardly even a character. He's he has just no a costume. personality. He's just a cool costume, and everyone's latched onto him. But so yeah, it's like now they've taken it, and now he, it's like, well, no, he didn't. He was wildly popular. Well, fret not, because he didn't die. He actually, he did. You idiot. He actually. Yeah, you think did. we would kill off such he a actually, valuable character? We, <laughs> ne- we never intended. We never would have had. We never <laughs> killed. Intended to kill him off. Whatever. He easily could have survived being chopped through the stomach and like, and the yeah. spine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it yeah. is just lazy writing. And again, again, about a character that was never cool. Darth Maul was lame. And also Darth Maul, Darth Maul was, uh, like, he was the origins of turning Star Wars into, like, this shitty, like, Matrix-style ninja fight. Oh, scene. yeah. There was never any We really got to preserve the sanctity of... Like, this movie is the movie where they're actually they're going full circle and going back into George Lucas territory again. They may yeah. make a few all right movies, I guess. Yeah, you know what's funny? In, <laughs> in episode seven, when I saw it, uh, you know, for all its flaws, I liked episode seven. And they also, what a, one of the things I liked that they did is they had a couple jabs at saying, this is not this the This is not anymore. the prequels. Forget about the prequels. I remember right away, like when, like when you meet that, that, that scrawny... Uh, Redheaded general dude, General Hux, I think his name is. Oh yeah. And he says he makes some reference about the. Uh, oh well, yeah. Now if you want to go back to using a clone army, go ahead. But we found that our our actual trained troops, blah blah blah, makes a reference that this is not the prequels. The, right. the stormtroopers are no longer mindless, boring clones. And like, and they had a couple of those references. And then in in episode eight, they started bringing back some prequel shit. And what would they bring back? I'm trying to. There was there was a bunch. I'm, I'm well, they did. They didn't have now. Darth Maul in that movie, but no. they got him in this movie. Rogue One had prequel stuff too. They had uh, Jimmy Smith, Slayer's dad yeah. was in it. 
Oh my God! Yeah, and I think I think what about. it is 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 once so Red Letter Media pretty much popularized really analyzing and breaking down why the prequels didn't work, yeah. and then that kind of generated a bit of a backlash from like prequel apologists. And I think what's happened is Disney is now trying to please everyone, yeah. trying to say like, oh well, you know we you know we got something for the prequel fans too, and you're mixing something that was crappy by throwing Darth Maul into shit. Yeah. Well, especially now that you have a few more Star Wars movies, I think that for people who are on the fence about the prequels, it's a lot easier for them to be like, yeah, I guess they weren't that good. Because guess, they, they don't ha- now they have something else that's the last I, I, thing I guess that in, in the last, showed up. In The yeah. Last Jedi, it's not that I thought that there was... I don't know if there's any direct prequel references, but there was the whole casino planet, which was like, that is meant to appeal to people who liked the prequels, oh, yeah. if anything. So I, I just see Disney as trying to... Please, both audiences. But like, can they not just come up with another Sith dude? No. Like, it's got to be Darth Maul. Like, can I, I, I think, can probably come up with a Sith dude, like, is, right now that would be a better is, character than what, Darth Maul. What purpose did Darth Maul serve to the, haunt, to the solo movie story? Nothing at all. Nothing. It was just, hey, look, Darth Maul. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't serve anything. The only thing I can gather from it is that they're plotting to do... Oh, it's just another movie. They're plotting to do an Obi-Wan story, like like some of his adventures after... The uh, Adventures after of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Of That's ad- what the movie will be called. <laughs> the Adventures You of- joke now. Uh, <laughs> the Adventures of Obi-Wan I think there's, they're, they're, they're planning to do a movie that takes place between episode three and four, just an uh, Obi-Wan movie, and I think they're... they're they're priming Darth Maul to be in it. I think it was like... No, they're doing a Darth Maul origin story. I think most people who aren't in... Who, you know, don't don't know about this sort of stuff or don't watch the Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon, most people assume Darth Maul was dead, you know, because he was fucking cut in half. Uh, yeah. I think it most seemed people definitive. Were, most people were safe to assume that he was fucking from dead. A, from a filmmaking perspective, that's <laughs> a pretty dead. definitive end. Yeah. If you go, if you renege on that, you're a bad filmmaker. I think this was their way of saying, oh, remember that cool character? Well, he's... You, you, the, you casual audience, you didn't know it, but he's actually alive. Okay, Thanks. let's come up with a better Sith character right now. Uh, his name is Darth Bad. His name is Kylo Ren. They did it. <laughs> They've shown that they were able to do it. He, has, uh, he had a bad childhood, and the Sith uh, conscripted him like a Hitler youth sort of situation. Uh, <laughs> I mean, kind it's of all going to be Boris. So he think, had a love interest who died, and I now think, he hates women. I am, uh, I've been fairly... I, I have a love-hate relationship with Star Wars. Like so I hate some of it clearly, and some. Well, it sounds of it like you I have really... a hate-love relationship now, based on the amount of movies. There's now officially more bad Star Wars movies than good ones. Yeah, and, and I think like they're really starting to lose me. And I think part of it, like I'm trying to think like what is so annoying about it, other than just a couple of generic movies. But I kind of think at this point, Star Wars, or at least the writers working for Star Wars. Are creatively bankrupt. Like, what? How can you make a new Sith character? Like, everyone talks about how Star Wars, you know, it's this, this endless stories because of the vastness of the universe that's been created. And you have all these different races of aliens and all these video games and all this fucking crap. Uh, I actually think it's still pretty creatively bankrupt because when you strip them down to their basics, like, yeah, what, what, how do we talk about a cool new Sith character? Well, he's got to have a troubled childhood yeah. and like, he's going to have a red mm-hmm. lightsaber. Like, he's going to have to do all of these things to appeal to what would make a what Sith about a character. Cool, what about a cool new Sith mm-hmm. villain who's just really greedy? 
That guy sounds yeah. great. What about he's, a, just, he's just a really ambitious yeah. Sith character, and he's like betraying people in the Sith <clears throat> to work his way up. He's got a brown lightsaber. Yeah. He's got <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like. That'd so be pretty good. I'd like to see some more capitalistic like, uh, I think, Sith. I think yeah. Star Wars as a whole has painted, painted it into this corner where it's like you have to have the Empire and the, re- and the Rebellion, and this is what the, the Empire is, and this is what the Rebellion is. You have to have Sith and Jedi. This is what they generally are. So you can't, you can't go too far out the box. That's fine. Have, Those limits are fine. You can but do I think, lots yeah, with it. Those limits are fine, but you can't make twenty movies out of them. Sure, you, you can. Have, uh, like I, I'm starting you, to think that they have. Oh, they can't. I'm just saying somebody could. I'm starting the to competent think person that Star could. Wars has siphoned pretty much all you're going to get out of it. I don't think we're going to see anything more interesting or compelling come out of it. I mean, ever. I did like that. In I, this, I'm completely apathetic about Star Wars for a while. And for at some point in this movie, I liked that. The, the conflicts were on a smaller scale, like they were just robbing, a, a, you know, some some space coal or something, and then they were like, oh well, let's do this Kessel Run where we defeat a black hole. Yeah, pretty <laughs> it's much. Like, oh, okay, well, like, I, I I liked that there was a smaller scale thing, but they seemed to just make it become this bigger thing somehow. Anyways, it doesn't matter. All the characters suck, yeah. so there's not I much think you can Star do. Wars is over. Wasn't okay. So I'm confused though. Didn't when Disney took over Star Wars, didn't they make a thing saying, okay? Anything that's not movie is not. Well, they canon. just stripped out anything that's not the movie, but that doesn't mean they couldn't use it. It just isn't official. Yeah, they're still borrowing stuff. Like even oh, the, whole, okay. the whole Kylo yeah. Ren story. I don't know if the name specifically Kylo Ren was a thing, but Han and Leia having a kid that turned bad—that was taken from an extended universe story. Oh, it was okay. Um, but you know, they just took out. And that was a case of them doing it appropriately. They took out all the garbage Dragon Ball Z stuff that shows up in a lot of the extended universe shit. And, and actually stuck with the compelling stuff. But now I think, I don't know, I, I think you've... Uh, Kylo Ren's like the last beacon. I think him as a character, I, I still like him. Mm-hmm. A little, He's great. A little mishandled. Here, tiny bits mishandled in episode eight, but I still overall like him as a character. Everything else is like, yeah, you're just, just by the numbers sort of shit. Like, yeah. I, I don't... I think there's not as much creativity and great stories to pull out of the Star Wars universe as a lot of other people. I think... Uh, it's like this is it. Like a Sith can only be this, a Jedi can only be this, uh, because they they can't be gray characters. They're very black and white. Uh, yeah, and, and that that's where Solo was interesting originally, but not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. There. Hey, fun fact. You know, what? I just I have the Darth Maul Wikipedia page up. I oh, just, I, I want to this. I just saw this in the corner of my eye. What does his suit do? <laughs> I, I'm not reading that far into it. It's not the Wikipedia. It's the Wikipedia, so it's pretty basic. Oh, his good. brother's name? Yes, he has a brother. His brother's name is... is Darth Paul. That would be awesome. <laughs> no, that would actually be cool. I'd be all about that. No, you're, that's, that's, that's not near stupid enough. Is Savage Opress. That's his name. What? Savage Opress. That's his brother's name. What the hell? I wonder what he does. <laughs> <laughs> that is the lamest name ever. That's another like prequel. That's thing. like having two that, first names. They had that one guy whose name was General Grievous, and it's like, where, Grievous, where's, where's yeah. Captain? Is yeah, Captain it, Evil going to show up or Savage <laughs> Opress? Yeah, but like, it, are it, they just named after characters? At traits? least General Grievous had some alliteration. Like there yeah. was, they, they yeah. kind of went together. Like Savage Opress. It doesn't even roll off the tongue. Doesn't even roll off the tongue. Just imagine their parents naming them as babies. Savage oppress. savage oppress. Yeah, because so they're describing the baby's personality once it's grown up. The parents yeah. already knew. That's like uh, Seinfeld's bit about. He's like, you know, you're, some people with their names, their their occupations, their lives are predetermined. He's like, 
If you name your baby Jeeves, there's a good chance it's going to be a butler. <laughs> so the, their, par- their parents clearly... <laughs> they knew what he was going to do. Savage oppressed. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a 14-year-old fan fiction name. It really does. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a 14-year-old That's an official Star Wars canon right Yeah, there. that's insane. Jesus fucking George crazy. Lucas... Can't, love can't you, blame it on him anymore. They got to bring him back to save the, <laughs> yeah. to save the franchise. How George awesome would Lu- that be? How would awesome it. would it be if George Lucas came back and made a great Star Wars movie? Like uh, he got some. And not di- as good as him making got, a bad one. He got some distance from it, and then like, and he's like, "Oh, I see everything that went wrong <laughs> because now he's not. Yeah. Now he doesn't have any money in the pocket because he's just sold everything, and he's like, I can. I and then he just." reinvigorates the whole franchise. <laughs> that would be an amazing... There's a real rags to riches story. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything else. No, I think my favorite part of this whole movie uh, was just being in the theater and there was this little girl sitting behind me. <laughs> was, I think he's the bad guy, Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah, no, you no this was almost funnier than that. Uh, like right before the movie started, you know, like sometimes kids will just or Muller will just like talk in a normal voice while watching a movie theater, even during quiet scenes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like right before, right before the movie started, uh, and she was like with her family. Like I saw, I like, briefly in the the corner of my eye walking in, like saw she was there with her parents, uh, and she said. I don't even. I don't even like Star Wars. It's <laughs> such a, such a like bitchy tone like that. That's and awesome. immediately I'm just thinking, like this poor dad who's like, oh, you know, I love Star Wars growing up, and now I'm gonna get my kids into it. We're just sitting there waiting for the movie to start, and this little girl. I don't even like Star Wars. <laughs> Star then, Wars sucks. Then 30 minutes into the movie, after the, that big action sequence where they screw up the initial heist. Uh, and, and it's like right after like a big the big climax of the action sequence, and then and then the volume kind of goes down. This, this settles in a little bit, and then again, just a normal speaking voice. Voice. I wish that was the end of the movie. <laughs> this is like thirty minutes in. This, wow, she's and then, she's how wise. old is this? Kid? I'm guessing about five. I obviously didn't get a close. A five year old. She's I'm, wise beyond her years. I, mean, yeah, see, I, don't, I never saw her, so let's assume between five to ten. You, when and, you said that first line, I thought that you were going to mutter under your breath, well, you're really not going to like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then with like pro- probably like over an hour left in the movie, she says, is it, is it almost over? <laughs> I, just, thought, I, have, I have never had so much in common with a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, so when we were watching it, I checked my, I checked my phone because I was on it the whole time. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, there's still an hour left in this movie. But I had, I had misread the time and there was really only 10 minutes left. But that, the thought that, the, yeah. that we were only like 45 or 50 minutes into the movie I I, need, I I almost walked out of the movie like that. I had that yeah, time. I think I might have to just walk single, out. Okay, you have like a, the full on like Star Wars movies, the episode you know seven, eight, the big ones. Why do the sub ones need to be two hours and twenty minutes long? You can't tell a Han Solo like heist story in an hour and a half. Ninety Fuck minutes. You. And also, why do they need to be so crappy? Why don't they just choose? <laughs> well, I mean, that's the bigger problem. Yeah, why don't they just... Why don't, but, but, like, again, like, I've the but, Knights of the Old Republic game for the Xbox has, I think, a really awesome story. It's a totally separate thing. <laughs> there's no familiar characters other uh-huh. than... There's some familiar races, like you see the Wookiees and yeah. stuff. Black people, white people. Yeah, yeah. All, all <laughs> um, of those familiar. There's, there's almost no familiar connections in it really at all. Yeah. And it's a great story. I think it's really interesting. It's got a really cool twist in it at some point, and uh, it's it's like, so clearly. I mean, that's basically my only exposure to non-movie Star Wars stuff. And I'm like, yeah. okay, so somebody yeah. can write an all right st- story here. Why don't 
Why doesn't somebody do that? Stop. I, I think that the fact that they keep trying to connect it is what is hampering them. I think if they stopped oh, yeah. trying to connect it and they were like, okay, we're just going to make we're going to make all new characters. Yeah, it it's going to be in the same universe. There's going to be Jedi. There's going to be Sith. But yeah. but nobody that you know. Uh, and then that would force them to come up with something that works. And I I, that, I, I think there's potential in that. That's what know, I was saying. Like this is a weird, uh, just this thing that's still lingering on from the prequels where, oh, yeah, remember C-3PO? Well, actually, Darth Vader built C-3PO. It's like, why do we have to have something? <laughs> conveniently erased his memory. I yeah. love all of these, like, bad yeah. guy, help the good guy, like, yeah. all these all these reversals so and stuff but now that it's they like, write it's, in uh, It's now bleeding into it where Han Solo is bankrolling the whole rebellion, which is the most absurd of them all, by the way. That's way more absurd than C-3PO being built you by think Darth so? Vader. He bankrolled the whole rebellion and no one remembers him and he was just, like, this skeezy guy who did like drug deals basically and he funded the whole rebellion that's yeah. absurd and then also in the first episode he abandons them when they go to fight the Death Star and at the very last second he's like oh he changes his yeah. mind it's like well 30 years ago you decided to give away yeah. all your money to help them you think <laughs> you would have joined it on one football all of your money like he could have been a billionaire it was like a yeah. trillion dollars. Yeah. It was a ton of money. It was whatever, however much money it was. It was it was an insane amount of money. Some yeah. the super powerful crime lord dude was gonna get killed it's if absurd. he lost it. That was the whole. Yeah, thing. that is pretty absurd. So it, you were paying so little attention. So going back to when you thought <laughs> there was an, a, we were an hour in. So th- at this point, Andy, this, the Millennium Falcon, they'd already reached that that beach, uh-huh. and they were they were off talking on the beach. Yeah. Like, um, so this is. You're clearly getting getting the vibe that the movie's ending soon, and that and like all the main stuff has already happened, and that's when Muller goes, he looks at his watch, and goes, "Oh, we're only an hour in." Like, <laughs> so I correct him quick. I'm like, "No, we're two hours in." But I'm like, y- "You've been paying so little attention <laughs> that you couldn't just go off of feel and what what was going on on the screen to know that all the main stuff had already happened." Yeah, like, forgive me for wanting to go off of the objective <laughs> time rather than my subjective feelings of the tone of a movie written by fucking no, but morons like, who probably would screw that up. No, but like you said it to me, and I automatically, I without checking my watch, knew right away. I'm like, "What the hell is he talking about?" Like, we're clearly like. I feel like I've been here for 10 hours. So I mean, it did feel like the end of the movie. Right. I'm just, that's why I say it. It's like, oh, is there going to be like a hundred <laughs> twists in this movie or something <laughs> like that? That's fair, oh I guess. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I almost lost it. So I'm hungry. I'm gonna. I'm going home. Oh, Muller's gonna go to Chongqing. Yeah, yeah. I'm done talking <laughs> about this movie. I think this will be. This will be one of those movies where no, everyone forgets it after three months. This is such. Everybody a has movie. already forgotten it by yeah. the time they've left. Everyone the forgot to go see it apparently because it's not making that much money. <laughs> no. They forgot. Forgot what? Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Right. So long, losers. Long.